1: all right welcome to the save a cast a number 145 with one false step or adam oh. as i'll call you adam how are you doing today i'm doing well thank you it's uh it's been a while since i've talked with you i mean we've never talked in person but i remember watching your stream way back and uh obviously yeah. I, I, I believe you were in hard game cc in the early days was that correct yeah, I think that's how we initially met. Yeah, I think I think so. I still think back to those days and I'm like, those were seriously like the best RuneScape memories, in my opinion. Just like first time ever playing an Iron Man. It was a hardcore, obviously, so it's like a fresh start to everything. And it just, it's something about that period of like late 2016, early 2017, just, I don't know, it has, I have good memories on those days. I don't know about you like just release of hardcore
2: yeah i was i was uh, really motivated to play around that time i mean it's just like when i really started take, to taking the game a bit more seriously uh yeah i remember a lot of the a lot of the big names like we remember from from you know hardcore were playing and a member of hard game back then yeah uh, who, who so i
1: I, I remember like okay so who of those people in hard game are still like around actually like playing a lot because I there's not many who
2: are still active like definitely not as hardcore anyway but um like even like front page iron though some some of those guys were uh were hard game members back in the day like uh gliss oh yeah uh, likely drunk right was that yeah, his name that's, back that's then when he went by back yeah, then yeah uh i think Maybe SteeSkillup? Was he a member of that? He was definitely hardcore, but I don't know if he was part of Hard Game. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Because uh, Steve always...
1: I remember seeing Steve on like rooftops and stuff way, way back. I, I remember particularly he was running Relica Rooftops, and I remember seeing his name. Um, yeah.
2: But yeah, I, uh, I can't... Tails. Think... Who? Tails. I think he, he was a game? member of Hard Game. Okay. Like, he was he was nearly hardcore, and like some of the other... Australian gang I mean uh, gliss gliss is Australian I think and then there's Next. um there was... was some others like uh, Crystal Farm and Mickey who are still like high up in the high scores but not so active anymore yeah those uh yeah. those names I, I these, mean these guys are early hard game members yeah yeah they that, that
1: was who started that clan by the way do you know um
2: if I remember right I think like Maybe Miwi and Umea were, like, the, the generals, but I'm not sure. Okay. And Miwi
1: was, uh, he was, like, the one of the first ever hardcores to pull a Tebow, right? He, I swear he got
2: that thing yeah, in like day he, he, he one or something. Yeah, he had
1: the very first one, yeah. Holy yeah. shit.
2: And uh, he, was, he was streaming, and that definitely brought a lot of uh, attention to him, I think. Yeah.
1: And then I remember you pulled a Tebow quite early as well.
2: I, I can't remember exactly how long after release. Yeah, it was fairly early, but still kind of like um, like hardcore mode launched. It was uh, November of 2016, and I think the the first raised uh, chambers, uh launched January 2017. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I think it was September of that year that I got my chiba. Oh, okay. For some
1: reason, so, it just seems.
2: Yeah, you were I, still one I of went, the
1: first though for hardcores it seemed like
2: yeah I, I believe I was the second one so oh, wow. really there just weren't that many hardcores raiding that early. I guess there weren't many that had uh, progressed their account sufficiently enough or maybe there wasn't so much hype or interest with it I don't know but yeah I, I can remember being one of the, the early guys who were raiding in like small teams with other maybe less less geared less leveled hardcores and I mean, they weren't like super efficient raids or anything, nothing like you have these days with, uh, running the old med or, you know, any of these like modern strategies who were just doing it super scuffed, (laughs) but it was, it was good fun and we, you know, it was a good community thing with the other hardcore gamers. Yeah,
1: that was, that was really, I, I remember like particularly, I don't, I never really saw you as a PVMer, and I don't think you ever saw yourself as a PVMer. um, so you having that t was just i just remember you would like run around skilling with
2: your t in your hand because why not you know
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah the the only pvm i did really was uh James with i mean i remember doing a few and kind of getting hooked on it and then uh yeah I, I streamed a lot of that during 2017 and was uh enjoying that quite a bit yeah i haven't really done any pvm before that or haven't done much since so but, uh yeah that was really enjoyable
1: yeah let's let's get a brief history i'm I'm actually unaware of your full history with the hardcore game mode because you still go by one false step on your account but it's not the same account
2: no so yeah I've gone through two accounts so the the first one obviously started the the very start of hardcore my game mode in November of 2016 and then uh, I played that one through to November of 2018 when that one perished in the, the volcanic mine. Yeah, we, I guess we, we might get onto, we'll we might get onto hear, that later. I want to hear about it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I played that account as an Iron Man from uh, 2018 to early 2021. And then uh, there was an unfortunate phishing incident and the whole account got wiped. So I decided to start another hardcore. I, I kind of already started it. it. It was like very very early stages. I played it along the side of the iron. I'd basically just done, like, very early game and uh, leveled up some combat stats at the Ammonite grabs. So I, I picked that back up, and, uh, yeah, I've been playing that for the last oh, nearly three years now, yeah, that account. Okay. So and- that's the current account, which I've I've put the old name onto this account, so two accounts with the same name, but, Yeah. Okay, and you, I'm I'm just looking you up on
1: on my end uh, up on screen for those watching on YouTube. Uh, you are almost top page hardcore already on your third hardcore. So uh, yeah, Ranked twenty seven. When do when do you expect to get uh, top page? Oh this this is
2: only the the second hardcore. Well, I did have like one one that lasted like a day, but I, uh... oh oh oh, I see. So this is this is the se- so what was the account that died in twenty. 20- 21 um no that was that was just the account i I got fished and i oh oh oh, yeah that one just decided to start again yeah
1: oh you're right you're right because you were just playing the dead hardcore up until that point yeah that that was uh, the iron that i played that i did like forty thousand 000 kills okay that makes more sense okay um yeah so this is the second hardcore and you were playing when did this account start you said this one started about three years ago
2: um I started playing it like properly like it was the main account I was playing in the beginning of 2021 just after I stopped playing the other account because okay. because of the phishing thing. No. And uh yeah, go ahead. Okay.
1: Well, let me let me ask uh when you when you when you died on your first hardcore did it feel yeah. the same to continue playing that account or did you kind of lose a little bit of that fire not being a hardcore?
2: Uh, it definitely it definitely upset me a bit. Uh I mean it, it didn't really demotivate me to play. I was still enjoying it. It kind of opened up more stuff for me. Um obviously I went on and like straight away just did 40,000 for <laughs> while slaying, which is something that's kind of uh unrealistic <laughs> to achieve in hardcore. So yeah. Um it 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 did kind of open things up for me and I was kind of feeling a bit Burnt, actually of doing Slayer on the hardcore because it's so restrictive with um, obviously you've got to, well back then you had to Slay like hugely differently just because the prayer XP you get from Slayer is way way less so you, you've kind of got to do a lot of uh, dragon tasks and like a wholly different task list just to make up for it and it's like way slower on the XP hour. So um, yeah having the freedom to kind of train the way that all the other irons were training was was nice and i quite enjoyed doing Vorkath. i found it quite chill and easy and like the the loop from it was so overpowered for the time it's still overpowered like it's obviously
1: it's a little bit more balanced because there's just way more there's just more busted things but i was killing Vorkath the other day just messing around and i'm like this is, this is like who who decides these drop tables i swear to god they're just so ridiculous especially yeah. for 20 when did it come out 2018 2019 i think no 2019 was i think, it was, yeah,
2: I think it was the 20 start of 2018 oh because oh my yeah, yeah. god with dragon
1: slayer too. five years ago we had that busted of a loot table. and it was even more busted uh, the com- week of release
2: yeah i mean it used to drop uh i think almost for the first first full year it was dropping uh birds nests like you could get a roll of i think it was like 10 to 30 birds nests or something like that oh my god so that was kind of huge that's nuts it's yeah that's coming up to six years now six years in a couple of weeks Uh, a couple months yeah that's that's
1: insane i i think back to like the really early days like i remember um like early irons have always been punished for playing early basically like just the game progresses and one of the most like yeah memorable in my opinion was like the burnout of lelador and i think you know there was probably other factors to this obviously but him having sent you know him being rank one prayer at like 30 mil and then having the chaos salter drop (laughs) just like
2: (laughs) yeah I, i still believe that's the most broken update that's ever been put into the game well at least from an iron man perspective
1: it's very busted i was against it since day one i just thought it was the most absurd pointless private server stuff ever but uh here we are i mean they've they've made a ton of different prayer changes since then but a lot of them like yes it's sped up prayer but they at least make sense in some way you know like ashes it makes sense that other monsters should drop something other than bones although it is breaking the meta i'm not necessarily against that
2: although back back in the back in the times of like 2016 2017 killing Necrials was like the biggest like the best task anyway just because of all the herb seeds and obviously the money as well-hmm but uh, now now you get the the prayer experience up of all that so it's kind of uh yeah pretty, ne- pretty big like you,
1: you you can't really avoid doing that task yeah ne- I mean don't get me wrong I, like I understand the well first of all Necrials drop tables are just busted in the first place they I that that update when they buffed gargoyles and necrils, i think they might have just overtuned it slightly there was there seemed to be like some pressure on jagex's end to just make slayer extremely profitable i guess because that was the most popular skill so they wanted to make it even more popular can't yeah fully remember why they did that and i don't believe it was pulled. i think it was just quality of life
2: i don't, like I don't think i was even playing actively back when that happened it was definitely before the start of the, the hardcore game mode i think yeah, it was slightly I, I, before, I, I believe. I think it was twenty. I kind of remember getting to 80 Slayer and starting to kill Neckwheels and then realizing, wow, these are these are kind of busted, just getting like two Herb Seed Walls every time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was crazy. And then, of course, Farming Guild is another really busted update
2: that just kind of. It was crazy when it started. Uh, the, the amount of er- Eric it spat out was insane. And I mean, that's been brought into line a bit more
1: now. And Snapegrass seeds. I regret have, not having done a bunch of contracts in the early days. I basically resisted the farming guild because I was on my PVM arc. And then as soon as they nerfed it, I was like, oh, okay, I want to get back into farming. And now it gives absolutely no Snap or uh, yeah. Snapegrass seeds, which
2: is unfortunate. And the, the, uh, the farming high scores for like Iron and Hardcock went totally crazy after that. Everyone <laughs> just getting an unlimited amount of tree seeds, fruit seeds, and getting so much XP from contracts themselves. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna bring back Lolador
1: into this picture again because I remember some rambles where he had to start farming willows because he just didn't have
2: enough seeds. Yeah. <laughs>
1: keep. that's I, just I unheard think, of I now. Think,
2: yeah, I think before before the farming guild, it was uh, before birdhouses. The, the way to train farming was just to kill Zora, right? You kill Sora, get your palm seeds, magic seeds, whatever else it drops, and those are what you use, basically. Yep, yep. I, I
1: wonder what because. I feel like and this this kind of happens a lot with a lot of different players. I feel like the um the players that imagine a time in RuneScape when things were better, you know, where things weren't as broken. But the thing is, like even when you look back at early twenty fifteen, which like almost nine years ago at this point, Zolra was a thing. I mean Zolra was the most busted thing ever, but that was, you know, just several months after the the release of original Iron Man, and like I, I want to almost imagine a different reality where Zora was never a thing and buffed wyverns were never a thing either. Like, how Iron Man really would have played it out, like, how the skilly metas would have evolved without yeah. those two things. We'd, we'd be spending thousands of hours at the, uh, the pure essence stacks, <laughs> mining our essence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that is how I see, like, real Iron Man. Like, that that's how, like, real Iron Man should have been, you know? I, I think even Bodhi kind of... Uh, has had that sentiment back when he was playing uh, his, like, I, I can't even remember all the rules he had with that account, but he would go mine pure essence, you know, through the Wizards Guild and, or the Magic Guild. Is
2: that, is that the, uh, the, the Galugu
1: there, the 2005-based yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. There's something magical yeah. about that, though. Like, it, I, I don't know. Like, that is what I see as real, nostalgic, classic runescape. Where everything's a fucking grind,
2: and it's tedious. Yeah. But then, how how many players would uh, would stick that out beyond? Well, how, how many would even go to ninety nine, and how many would even want to go past there with that kind of gameplay loop? It's true. I mean, and then we get to that other
1: kind of argument that goes around, like should max capes have ever been a thing? Should skill cape perks ever been like max cape yeah. itself could have been a thing, but do
2: were all the perks necessary? You know. Oh, the the current max cape is definitely the most overpowered item in the game. Never mind twisted bow or any of these. <laughs> the max cape is so powerful by itself. It's disgusting. It's like it's a completely different game
1: once you get it. It just makes everything so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you think about the max cape? Do you? Do you l- well, I mean, I we're all used to it now, so I'm not going to even ask should Should it get removed or anything? But like, are you happy with
2: the max cape being in the game? Um, I think it would definitely be a very different experience without it. Um, RuneScape 3 has an interesting thing where you can only get three of the, uh, skill cape perks on the Maxcape. So maybe that would be something like that would be a bit more balanced or, you know, less overpowered. Yeah, that, I mean,
1: that is like the one example of RuneScape 3 not being as busted as old
2: score <laughs> yeah. that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, the thing with that though is you can just switch them out whenever you like. So if you're doing a particular activity, you could have, you know, a certain set of uh, boosts in there. So do you have to like go to a bank to switch them out or
1: something? Or can uh, you just freely switch them? I don't remember exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah that... I, well, I guess even if you could freely switch them around, you'd still have the cape in your inventory, right? To to maybe use it on the max cape or something. So mm-hmm. in, in old school, you'd probably you probably just like have all the skill capes in your inventory anyway which should take up all your space and kind of remove the usefulness of that yeah and i think and i could be
1: wrong about this because part of the beauty of runescape is having things kind of intertwined like having like useful things come from skilling come from pvm come to pvp like all these things that are kind of interwoven so like progressing your account in any fashion is kind of you know, making things easier. But I really wonder if it would have been better for there to have never been any skill cap perks in old school and have it... And, and also, when it comes to, like, raids, not even have the incentive to have high skills for, like, raiding. Now, Chambers of Zarek is, I guess, a little bit different because that actually came out as a skilling-slash-PVM raid. It was meant to be an overall experience. But with other things, like in toa and stuff where like you you are literally benefiting drastically and you're kind of trolling if you don't have 99 mining like that kind of incentive to skill has obviously caused a lot of like problems when it comes to skills like this need to get the skill done faster and now we have a bunch of casual players that kind of almost like expect skills to be pretty easy to get so they can you know quote unquote play the game once they you know get all 99s which if there was no perks to any of these skills then that wouldn't have ever been a thing and then it truly could have been if you desi- if you like skilling you'll skill and that's it so yeah
2: i i definitely noticed a lot more uh, uh well, a lot of the miners of volcanic mine just after toa release they were all there just to get their 85 mining i think it was to speed up the uh the puzzle rooms yeah uh yep. and, and they they even like said yeah i can't wait to get out of here once i've i've done this or whatever
1: it's so sad it's like that that is how scaling seen nowadays it's like this is just a means to an end like i hate this this is chores get me to the fun stuff which you know a lot of people regard as pvm
2: yeah Uh, and i I think a lot of people also push for max total i I don't think it's necessarily for the the max cape and the perks but i guess they feel there's some kind of level of completion of achieving that even though a lot of them will you know inevitably just Burnout after after that point. I mean, they, they hate the journey of getting to the max cape, and then just seem to lose motivation or interest in playing after that point.
1: Uh, it, it's tough because we can have that system, like the system we currently have, as long as there is like integrity behind these things, where you know the team is not going to cave under pressure. Where like, okay, we got to make things easier because people are demanding it, but it's a problem because this whole game is run by the community so it, you know it's okay to have things interwoven and have these you know big hour skill grinds to upgrade your pvm experience slightly but there needs to be like a clear statement that's like we're not going to make these things easier you know i don't know it's, yeah. it's almost like you have two options it's either don't inter, intertwine all these things or make it very clear that we're never going to make these things significantly easier we can come out with new updates different ways to train but one of the things that's important is to maintain the like integrity of xp rates and balance and stuff and and again like i'm not against xp rates being slightly increased over the years as long as it makes sense but that shouldn't be the overall thing like oh we have a new update it's more xp per hour oh thank god you know like that's just that's the wrong way to look at it i think
2: yeah I i think as long as uh well As as long as the game goes on, uh, obviously XP rates are going to slowly increase, just like there is power creep. And I I think it's okay as long as there's some increased level of effort, or uh, maybe for something like production kills, uh, skills, some increase in gold cost, or something for these methods. Then you know, some way to keep them balanced and fair. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, that's. uh, I think that's like a really reasonable,
1: like position to hold. Like it's. It's fine that the game progresses. There, are, I've definitely heard purists that don't want any sort of like update to anything. Which you know, I can kind of see the argument slightly, but at the same time, like it's a game. It's not like a well. I mean, I i treat you know as it as a lifestyle as some other people as well. But at the end yeah. of the day, <laughs> we got to see it as a game. It should be fun, and it's okay yeah. to progress. So yeah. you brought up uh, VM. Um, I want to hear your experience dying on your first hardcore there. What, what was that experience like? Just just, what's, what's, Uh,
2: Oh, uh, I mean, it was a long time ago. So, uh, actually it was like five years and a week or two weeks or something now. So, uh, anniversary celebration or something, I guess. But, um, yeah. Uh, from what I remember, I was kind of tired while I was playing. Um, Maybe I wasn't making the best decisions. Uh, so, I guess it's hard to understand if you don't really know the mechanics of the mine, but the uh, the stability uh, hit zero, like on one of the updates, and I thought I had longer to escape the instance, like I was running for the exit and didn't have uh, enough as much time as I thought I did to get out, and uh, the mine collapsed, and When that happens, it's just instant death. and You can't teleport or anything. Um, So I was kind of in a state of shock at first. (laughs) Like a bit confused as uh, what happened or how how I made a mistake, but kind of just accepted it. Uh, I remember I I turned on the stream, I went live, and uh, (laughs) yeah, I guess people who were tuned into that might have seen, I was a bit shocked and... uh, yeah, how
1: days. much? How much VM had you done previous to that? Like, what what XP were you uh,
2: at? Just for those. Listening. I was. I think it was like 20, early twenty mils. I mean, uh, okay, it'll be on the high scores because it was whatever, like on the hardcore high scores for that account. It'll be whatever I died at. But uh, I'd done about a hundred to a hundred and fifty hours there, so I had a fair bit of experience. Like the first games I did there were with Aerodite. Uh, Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I had some of those guys holding my hand. I remember just following Fatty from rock to rock and Hell yeah. <laughs> standing where he stood and mining the boulder. Uh, they, they were pretty good in showing me the ropes, and then I kind of realized, wow, this is like, so AFK, and the rewards is so good, like the XP and the ash and all this kind of stuff. So I, I kind of wanted to do it further. The reason why I was doing it at that point was because I'd, I'd just gotten a... Dragon pickaxe and figured it was a good time to restock my ash supplies. My volcanic ash, because back in these times you could only mine like a thousand an hour from the ash pile, so yep. volcanic mine like was the way to get your ash. And uh yeah, so I wasn't planning to do like some super long grind like I just did. I wasn't going for two hundred mil at the time or anything, I was just stocking up on ash, but unfortunately uh made the ultimate mistake and got dropped
1: did you like what made you because i feel like at that time at least the way i saw it was doing vm ever on a hardcore was just asking to die because i mean i was i was more unfamiliar with it um but it just seemed like the cave can just collapse at any point and you just wipe like there's no way of getting out so i I remember thinking you had balls because i don't remember any other hardcore that was just
2: going there for hours on end just mining it seemed yeah. like a dangerous and, place and you you still don't really see many at all doing it like when i when i did my grind i think i saw like the the recent grind i did i think i only saw like one or two of the hardcores and they didn't stick around for long i guess most are just there to get the, the ash covered tome usually for the upgraded fertile source spell and then they usually get out so you've now been doing
1: VM on your new hardcore, and you're almost done with mining. Is that correct? Has, has it all been through VM? Uh, so I'm I'm done with
2: VM. Uh, I did uh, something like one thousand seven hundred to one thousand eight hundred hours in there, which was like one hundred and sixty mil XP. Holy so, shit! And you
1: did you ever yeah. have any close calls? Like any? What, what happens if you DC? If you DC, is
2: it a death, basically, because you're going to remain logged in? Um, so you're, you're always being attacked, or, you know, almost always being attacked by the lava beasts. So they keep you in combat. So I guess if you were to, like, X-log, like if the, the client closed or if your power went off, then I think you would automatically log out after a minute. Uh, if you... DC on your own net, I guess that can keep you logged in. Uh so really you kind of like worst case scenario or like best case scenario I guess you just have to survive the minute you'll get logged out. Or maybe you're not even under attack at the time and you just get insta logged out. Wow. Uh but a lot can happen in a minute, especially in Volcanic Mine, because the the platforms you spawn will despawn after I think, is it 90? Yeah, 90 seconds. (laughs) I think, yeah, 90 seconds, I'm having to second guess myself, but yeah, 90 seconds. So, if you've been stood on that for more than 30 seconds and then DC and stay logged in, then there's a good chance that that's going to despawn and you're going to end up swimming, which takes, uh, you, you drop into the lava and swim out, basically. So you can take quite heavy damage from that, it's between 30 and 60.
1: Was there ever so a time he... where you had some sort of disconnect, or are you pretty secure
2: with your internet on your end? Uh, there were f- a few instances that happened like, fairly early on. I say fairly early on. like They happened in the first 500 hours or so of me being there. Uh, there was one instance where my whole power went off, because oh, my, my my housemate managed to drip the power by short-circuiting something. <laughs> so... Uh, I think on that occasion, I did end up swimming, and I took some other damage from, you know, other things that damage you in there. That, you know, don't damage you so much. So it's kind of uh, a bit safe if you've got the Ring of Life, because obviously the Ring of Life it'll teleport you anywhere between one and nine health. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: as as long as you're not being hit for much more damage than that, then you've got a fairly decent chance of being teleported out by the Ring of Life. So. Uh, on that occasion, I think I did Ring of Life out, yeah. Um, Jesus. There was another time where I had a server disconnect, so it was on JGX's end and not my side. Um, and that was actually pretty close to the game ending, so if, if you're in the instance when the like there's obviously three ways to die, your health hits zero, the stability hits zero, or the game timer hits zero. Um, so if you're in there and disconnect with under a minute on the clock then you're pretty much dead if you're being attacked by a lava beast because you're just not going to escape combat and you're not going to be able to get back into control your account so yeah there was one time where I got server DC'd with just over a minute on the clock so fortunately I you know I disconnected fully uh, With maybe just like a few seconds on the game timer. So that's quite fortunate. Oh my god. So I got booted out of the instance. Oh was stressful man. Yeah. There was one more time. So yeah there was like three. From what I remember there were like three. Like high risk opportunities. That I could have died. The third one I was having some issues with my mouse. And. I was stood on a. Despawning platform with 60 health. So as I said it can roll between 30 and 60 damage. And uh Yeah, I couldn't couldn't reconnect my mouse so I couldn't click to move away from the from the uh platform that was despawning. I end up swimming. And I took fifty-nine damage, I think. So from sixty I went down to one health. My uh Phoenix necklace triggered and I went back to like uh I think it takes you to high twenties. Yeah, I think he and Yeah, yeah at, at that point, I was able to reconnect the mouse and get back in control. But yeah, oh that was God. that was like the most sweaty situation I had when I was actually looking at what was happening and <laughs> how I was to do anything about it. Oh, <laughs> like, that you is know, str- struggling to get the mouse
1: reconnected. That's insane. Have you have you done any uh, VM on mobile? Are you a mobile player by any chance?
2: No, I um, I, I play mobile, but only for like AFK stuff. I wouldn't. Actively, you know, game on there. Okay. Um, uh, I would, I would never do volcanic White on mobile. I, I've, I only ever did it when I was at home. Uh, you know, tethered up with a, 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 a my mobile phone, so I have had a secondary internet connection. Uh, I know the powers fairly good here, and my home network is pretty good. So you know, I want to be, I wanted to be as safe as I could. All the precautions I. Could put in place to minimize risk. I, I, you know,
1: abuse them. So you mine for a hundred and sixty mil XP there. How many volcanic mine points do you get from that? And if I recall correctly, you can't endlessly stack your points. You do have to spend them pretty consistently, right?
2: Yeah, um, you get something like fifteen to sixteen thousand an hour. So uh, I can do some quick maths for you there. I got somewhere around twenty eight million points, I think. Holy and what did you spend so, it on? So so the cap is somewhere around two point one million. So every every time you reach that you have to spend them all. The the first two million went straight into teleports. So I bought ten thousand teleports <laughs> and that was enough pretty much for the whole grind. Uh and then I was buying volcanic ash, so I bought 160,000 Volcanic Ash so that should be like enough for lifetime, you know, farm runs, herb runs, contracts, all that kind of stuff and the rest went into Runite Ore so that's uh, about 20,000 Runite Ore I have banked I also have a, yeah so I kind of calculated to have 2 million points in the bank as well so if ever I need to buy some more Ash I can, otherwise that'll get converted into
1: Runite Ore at some point is the runite or the best bang for your buck on a hardcore Iron Man?
2: Yeah, it's actually even for like uh mains, it's the best GP per point. It's like uh thirteen GP per point, which is something like two hundred K per hour. Damn.
1: Damn, that's uh that's pretty intense. That's uh cool. I've never I've never really done much of VM, I think uh Oh, wait, let me yeah. also ask you this. Um, what is, how did you do VM? Because I know some people do like one plus one. Some people just do like four mans and stuff. What did you do? Uh, the,
2: the majority was in teams organized by the Authentic Mind Discord. Um, yeah, shout out to them. They do a great job, the moderation team. And uh, yeah, if you like, I think with all the recent, Controversies around, con, contra, controversies around mining. Uh, I think if a lot of these people tried out Volcanic Mine, they'd realize it's not that bad of a skill to train, really. I mean, it take, there's a bit of a learning curve. I mean, the basics are kind of easy to pick up, but then there's some more advanced stuff. But, uh, yeah, it, it really is like... If, if you don't want a three-tick granite or digit gems, then really that's the the way i would advise or recommend to train the mining skill yeah the, the problem is you said learning curve and a lot of people don't like that so <laughs> yeah they, <laughs> they, they don't want to spend half an hour or so watching videos or reading reading the pages of rules or information that are there yeah, well some people just like to click on the star and watch the number go
1: up yeah and there's also a thing when it comes to just i mean humans in general, we just like the comfort. Like, as soon as we find something comfortable enough, we just want to stick with it. We don't want to push ourselves beyond, you know, what we think. Like, even if there is some other efficient way that's even easier and better rewards and everything, it's, like, it's just so comfortable to just continue what you do, you know? So I think that is, like, the biggest problem when it comes to a lot of skills, especially, like...
2: Yeah, go for it. Yeah, with with stars, I guess, it's not, like... With Volcanic Mine, you have to organize a team, you have to kind of stick with the team, and you're kind of not really free to go and do what you want. Uh, like, you can't just get up and walk away from your computer, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I suppose in Mining Stars, you can just super AFK. You can be playing another game or even just, uh, you know, sit in front of a TV or something. So I guess there is that, that it's a whole lot more AFK. I mean, Volcanic Mine is AFK, but it's a, it's a different kind of AFK. Yeah, it's definitely, like,
1: that was, I think, my biggest problem with Volcanic Mind. The reason I never got into it was because of that pressure that I had. Like, I couldn't just get up whenever I wanted. And there's something about organizing teams as well that is just, that is more effort than having to three-tick something, in my opinion. Like, just having to, like, organize teams that are going to be consistent because... When you look at it XP per hour-wise, you really need that consistency. By the way, what uh, XP per hour were you maintaining throughout this grind, would you say?
2: Um, it's hard to say exactly, because I wasn't like, counting every hour and working at XP rates. But uh, I guess, the, like, what, what would be like an optimal hour for you? The, okay. the Volcanic Mind Discord states 94k an hour is what you should expect with Crystal Pickaxe and Celestial Ring and that's about what i experienced i think over the long long run okay i mean that's going to go down if you have any like uh, instances where you need to leave the mine early or maybe somebody needs to take a quick break between games or something like that but 90 94k an hour at the top end is achievable and it's, it's achievable over long periods of time as well i would say all and, right and that that forced pressure you were talking about having to stick with the team it kind of also, you know, forces you to keep grinding out. I suppose so. It's true. It if, does like, keep you if you engaged. Yeah, you can't. You can't be slacking, and you're constantly to be
1: gaining those XP rates. Let me hear your thoughts on shooting stars. What it was pre-nerf, in a sense, and what your thoughts are on it
2: now, if you have any. Uh, well the The week they came out, I engaged with the uh, the content. Obviously, I was uh, I was there. One point five taking stars to get my like the first year I played this account. I think I played it pretty efficiently with the time I put into it. So yeah, I was there. One point five taking the stars to get the dust as quick as I could, just to move on from the content. All I was there for was to get the ring because I you know I, I kind of figured it out figured out that that item was worth getting and probably the only item really worth getting for somebody going for 99 or 200 mil. So after that first week uh, and when I got the dust, I haven't really engaged with it. Uh, I think they they were in an okay state as they were before. Uh, It was, you know, I'd call out the star locations to the clan and some members would go there to AFK them. Uh so it's it's nice to you know help out the community a little bit with that. Yeah. It was it was nice when they weren't like the like the meta thing to do and they were just the well I say meta thing, they're not really meta now but for for the effort you put in and the XP you get, I guess there is some kind of uh, there, is, there is a lot of draw to them now. But, yeah,
1: the I think just uh you know like a couple months ago when they first got that huge buff, I think the biggest concern was just the world uh stability of just people endlessly hopping like 2000 players hopping to another star, but yeah, I think I think they're in a great place right now. Um and I think the XP is it it makes sense what it is, so.
2: Yeah, it's it's not like uh super high and it's not like engaging or particularly rewarding, like monetary-wise, so those things I'm okay with. But I think they were suited better as you know a distraction and diversion, which is yeah. what they were introduced to the game as, rather than you know uh, this is something you can do all the time, every yeah. minute of every hour, from level
1: ten to ninety nine mining. Just do this the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting okay so let me hear now because after that VM death you decided to go to Vorkath and now this is on your first account that was that turned into a normal Iron Man what was that grind like and re- correct me if I'm wrong
2: were you rank one Iron Man Vorkath um, I was when I finished it I mean I wasn't for quite a long time because there were like I think Haiger was maybe number one or I think I think a few different people took a lot, number one along the way because they would do so many kills and then you know stop their grinds because they had enough money or whatever particular supply they were after. Uh, forty thousand was kind of considered to be the uh, like well, with with Heiger and his you know spreadsheets, he theorized that forty k was like the perfect number to get as much. I think it was mainly for cash, but yeah, uh, so. That was the, the goal I'd set myself. Some people set their goals a bit lower. Some people set their goals higher. Um, so, yeah, I ended up at rank 1 when I got 40,000, but wasn't rank 1 all the time. Uh, but, yeah, I kind of got into it uh, pretty quickly after I died on the hardcore. Uh, I remember streaming like very early on into that grind, and uh, I remember Alfie uh, raiding me, actually, one time, and I had, like, hundreds of viewers watching and realized that I couldn't really focus on learning this with dealing with all that as well. Uh, so, yeah, after after maybe a week, two weeks or something, it becomes almost like a, a brain-dead activity. You're not even thinking about it once you've learned all the mechanics. Yep, yep. So the only thing you really need to do at Vorkath is not take your hand away from the mouse. Because if you do that you're just guaranteed to get a giant fireball under yep. your head. <laughs> Every time. But, um Yeah, it was it was pretty relaxing, pretty enjoyable. It's it's nice to see these big loot piles of, you know, stacked of rune items and birds nests at the time and Yeah, how much how much did that net you profit wise?
1: Do you remember that the uh amount of loot you got, like I guess G
2: E value wise? Um, I think it was something like 140 to 150k per kill, so over so like 40,000 kills. Bill? Is that like almost 6 yeah. bill, Five, five, six bill? Yeah, I think about 6
1: bill, yeah. It would have been 6 Jesus. bill loot. Jesus. And that's still the meta for irons, right? Now people speculate, you know, what, what's the appropriate place to stop at for a calf. but that's still what you do for Slayer, correct?
0: Um...
2: Not so much anymore. Uh, there was there've been some big changes to the game since then. So uh, we had sepulcher. That's a, a so the, the main reason to do vorkath even back then was for the the money. Like obviously it gave you a lot of prayer supplies, cooking supplies, crafting supplies. But the main reason to do it was for the money. Uh, so yeah, sepulcher now you can kind of get really good effective GP rates because you're just like looting. You spend maybe 10-20 seconds to go and loot something and get a few rune items, so that's uh, pretty good for for money for irons now, and also the update with Guardians of the Rift to ZMI and rune crafting, the the outfit that gives you sixty percent more runes, and it also kind of made uh, yeah that kind of made ZMI like the meta for rune crafting now, so. That was huge for money because all the excess runes you get from that you can sell for GP. So Vokath isn't really as important as it was, and you could probably get by without killing any now. But I think most people still kill like a few thousand. Um, yeah, but definitely not definitely not matter anymore. And also with the like we had changes to crafting EHP. So the, the meta for that now is to either blow glass while you're doing artifacts, the thieving method, or to blow glass during ZMI when you're running to the altar. So a lot of the valuable crafting XP you got from the dragon hides from Vorkath, because you would get like heaps of those, uh, not quite so important anymore. Interesting. So... That
1: is i I've always liked that. there's like more diversity now when it comes to stuff. like I think Sepulchre was one of the best updates that came out into the game. just fun wise a skill that actually requires skill for once. and yeah, just the I actually
2: quite like the I, I quite like the Brimhaven agility training method because there was some skill to that as well, like finding the most optimal route, and then you know, between pillars, you'd be uh, jumping over the. Was it the falling rocks, the pressure pads? Yep, yep. To, and, and you would get like 72,000 XP an hour. So it was it was more than the uh, RD agility course. but then obviously you don't get the, the marks of grace. But I, I, I enjoyed that method. I mean, I, I enjoy Sepulchral too. I, th- I think it's really engaging and definitely one of the best updates we've had. There definitely needs... Like one thing that it didn't do well was
1: balance the current meta like it just completely dominated the meta
2: like like immediately yeah so the yeah. The, the the best xp rate definitely shot up a huge amount and uh, <laughs> obviously the the players managed to achieve much better than what JX expected the the maximum race to be i I, re- I recall husky saying 80k xp an
1: hour and that was like no looting <laughs> Like, that was, like, yeah. the, the idea behind, because in my head, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be extremely balanced. It sounds like you're going to make no profit whatsoever and get the highest XP per hour, you know, and maybe 80, maybe 90K if they're, you know, low-balling it. But, no, you still make absolute bank, especially if you're a main. I mean, you still just loot that chest. It takes, like, what, 10 seconds <laughs> every lap, so.
2: Yeah, maybe uh, maybe main just loot the chest at the end, but still, yeah, you get, what, one in 200? 200 uh, chance of the, the ring which yeah. is 40 mil or something so yeah. that's pretty
1: crazy <laughs> yeah. but i will say oh and i've also you know it, it would be cool one is um i remember having this idea a couple of years back it was like updating Brimhaven uh agility i think even though yes there's that meta already where when you're waiting you're just doing the like the pressure pads but uh i really thought it would be cool to have like a challenge mode Brimhaven where like It really is as soon as you hit the ticket dispenser, another ticket dispenser spawns. Now, you'd have to appropriately balance it so you're not getting 150k XP an hour and stuff, but like something where you feel like you're constantly going for the next ticket instead of that grace period where you're just waiting there.
2: I I don't think that would really up the difficulty too much. It would Maybe something like if if you could like randomize the obstacles so you got to like think on your feet of the, the fastest way to get to the next, the next machine would be interesting as well, something like that. Yeah, I mean, if, if there were to be like a complete new revamp
1: of something like Brimhaven Agility, that would be amazing too. Like something that has a little bit more skill involved, something like Sepulchre, but it's still a ticket-based thing where you're really trying to just maximize your route, get these tickets, store up XP, and that would be like the new thing. Um, I think with Brimhaven You know, if if you, if Jagex were to just make some simple changes, I think just having the ticket dispensers immediately go to the next one, I think could be really, in my opinion, I think it'd be pretty good dopamine as well. Like having like these like back to back ticket dispensers that are right adjacent to you, you know, just getting that nice flow going. But then, you know, you get fucked up and you have to go all the way across the other side occasionally. But like, I think just the idea of, there constantly being a new ticket to go for would make that a little bit more fun. I might be wrong in saying yeah. that I know Autumn elegy might disagree. He, he loves the pressure pads, but <laughs> I just think <laughs> it'd be fun to just continually get yeah. more tickets. Would definitely need a lot of uh, balancing and put yes. into it, I guess. All they would need to do to balance that though, is just have like someone simulate like you know, like a six hour doing it basically and then just like, okay, like what what is the appropriate XP, rate? And I would say, you know, even bump up Broomhaven to like 80K XP an hour or something, something that's a little bit more appropriate for the time. But again, that there's also, you know, other courses to consider. I think one of the most depressing things, and I'm going to mention automology again, is like the DORG course. I mean, that was meta for so long, and then it just became this dead content that nobody's touched in years,
2: places full of cobwebs. I suppose at least with the the Brimhaven agility course now there's still the collection log slots, right? I guess you have to get the the pirate hook and yeah. these things that take hundreds of tickets, so there's there's still some still gonna be some activity there, yeah, when it comes yeah. to like
1: Dorig and stuff there isn't really i yeah, I think that's just dead <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a it's a shame as well like the, you know the wilderness agility first of all is kind of weird because it doesn't require any risk really, but I think even like a revamp of that wilderness course, by the way, that wilderness course I have to do when I do my clues and the fact that you still fail the like two different obstacles you can fail at 99 agility is just ridiculous. Like, can we please Jagex, can we fix that? Like, can we fix failing at 99 (laughs) for the love of God? yeah. Yeah. It is nice. I, I will say at Brimhaven that you can't fail. You can walk on the wrong planks and everything and you're good. That, that was a nice update at 99.
2: Yeah. Uh, RuneScape 3 have a thing where you can wield an item that scores you and makes you attackable like it's a safe space now, the Wilderness but mm-hmm. this item also increases your XP rates throughout the Wilderness so you can equip one of those and head up to the Wilderness Agility course and get fairly reasonable rates now I think Interesting. so maybe maybe some sy- system similar to that where you just have to take risk to get the increased XP rates yeah, I mean that would be completely appropriate
1: I think um i am against having skilling metas like the metas be out in the wilderness but i'm totally okay with competitive methods being out there for people that choose to i don't know how you feel about that wilderness skilling that, that that's why i hate the chaos altar well the chaos altar there's other factors to that why i hate it so much but that yeah obligation to be out in the wilderness to efficiently skill is pathetic yeah i'm, I'm not too keen on that either yeah, especially especially for you. So I'm I'm looking at your stats right here, and it um, has all your prayer just been kind of passive through Slayer, or have you actively trained your prayer? Because I feel like that would be something you want to hold off on just in case you die. I don't know what your plans are if you die on this account or not. But
2: uh, so with with Slayer, you get roughly well, you can optimize your task list to get one to one Slayer to prayer XP, so it's not really an issue. Mm. Uh, but that that does end up. Meaning that I I merely some Abyssal Demon tasks, well pretty much all my Abyssal Demon tasks to to use the Ash Spell there. Um, obviously like doing one of these spellbook swap methods with the Ash Bell would be slightly more, more efficient, or even like if I had a Vanita bow, using that would be better. Um, the only difference like with with the dragon bones and stuff is if if I was an iron obviously I'd be banking all these and taking them to the worldy altar in the yeah the chaos worldy altar uh, but instead I just use the the bone spell there so I'm not having to make constant trips to the bank to store these so yeah I guess I guess these are like uh, things that I could hold on to it, just in case I do end up dying and could get more prayer XP out of them but I'm not too concerned about that. Uh, one of the big reasons why I did the you know, volcanic mine so early after the maxing and did so much of it was because that was what I considered to be like the most risky thing I'd be doing, like for the rest of the account. I mean obviously there's gonna be stuff like new quests that might have really powerful rewards, like Desert Treasure 2. I, I completed that just to get the, the seventh block slot. And there's gonna be other like Hard or, you know, dangerous quests where they're gonna have these really appealing rewards where I'm gonna have to weigh up the the, the risk to see if I wanna go and take it on. So but, yeah, I'm not I, I I'm I'm actually impressed that you
1: did D T two. That was actually a pretty dangerous quest. Like I died like three times during it. <laughs> but I wasn't super prepared for, for one. But yeah, that, that quest was no joke. Um do you Yeah, I might my gear is terrible as well, as you can imagine, with not doing much PvP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a t-ball on this account. um So, at what point will you? Like, I don't know if there is a point for you where there's like a line of XP that you have where you won't be risking that stuff. Because I feel like in the long haul, you're you still are technically in the early days of you know when we were looking at two hundred mil all, but. I don't know is there like a like a cutoff point where you just refuse to do any dangerous content just to finish up because that correct me if i'm wrong that is your ultimate goal right to
2: like achieve yeah that's all. that's my my play style yeah uh, i feel i feel i'm kind of already at that point like i i don't see much of what i'm going to be doing now to be particularly dangerous i think the the only things that could probably get me killed are like if i make some mistake during slayer like if i take off a slayer and accidentally somehow or I forget to take my dragonfire shield to the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah, something like this. Like I, I wear the ring of life everywhere, so that, that pretty much guarantees safety at most monsters. Uh, I guess it would depend on how big the reward is and the risk. It's something I would weigh up. Like with with desert treasure too, I I could have just skipped that and waited a year, two years for enough quests to come out that give quest points to give the seventh block slot. Because that's the only like really important thing that I got from that quest. Because obviously, well, the, the main reward for doing that quest is unlocking the bosses, I suppose, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which <laughs> isn't useful to me at all. I'm not going to be taking any of those on. So uh, yeah, it was primarily for the, the block slot that I could have waited for. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see as as new content comes along and I'll, I'll consider as I go whether I want to
1: Take it on. So I'm looking at your bosses. I, it looks like you've achieved everything from Hydra, right?
0: Yeah,
2: it took me took
1: me whatever KC I'm at now to, to yeah, get 25, the lance. 25.74. Sheesh. Was that was that? Yeah. Were, were there any close calls there? I know that place. You have to really focus. Like it's easy, but you got to
2: focus. Um, I think I've, I I might have been chance once, but I was like really high health, and the the like chance of dying was like. Less than ten percent or something. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I played close attention during pretty much that whole grind. I mean, before then I was playing RuneScape three on the side. Uh, I've I've come back to RuneScape three now, but like I kind of quit at that point just so I could really focus on just playing old school and giving it my focus because I don't want to make some mistake because I was you know not giving it enough focus and yeah glad glad I did that. What do you do on RS3? Uh, pretty pretty similar, really. Just skilling. I mean, it's like obviously so AFK now, uh, and the XP rates are so high, so you just click on something, and maybe it requires your attention every minute or two minutes, but just a nice side thing to progress on. Is it an Iron Man? Going for... It, it is an Iron Man. It was a hardcore Iron Man, but no longer a hardcore Iron Man. Uh... I don't I don't think I ever would have given it enough focus and attention to keep it alive. Because skills like Slayer are so much more dangerous than that. Like the, the XP rates are a lot higher, but the the chance of death is a lot higher as well to mm. the mobs there. Uh, so not too fussed about the hardcore status on that, but yeah, Iron Man and just grinding XP. Very cool. Same same as old school. What what made you get
1: into skilling in general? Like the you, what, what? And also, what was your history before hardcore Iron Man? Were you already a skiller at, at some stage?
2: Uh, not really. I mean, I I played from I, I played like two thousand and five to two thousand and twelve pretty casually, and uh, kind of quit when EOC came out. I started off on old school, pretty much on the launch, and played like a, a PK build like a Berserker Pure um, I played that for a few months and then I think I accidentally got 46 defense and kind of lost motivation to stop playing it or something <laughs> uh, didn't come back to the game then for for like a year year and a half, around the time Iron Man came out, I made an account and played it a bit but wasn't too uh, motivated or whatever to play. Kind of gave up on that pretty quick. Uh, twenty sixteen I, I kind of came back to play around when Monkey Banders two was released. Tried that a bit and then left. But then when I saw Hardcore was announced, um, for whatever reason I've been drifting between some other games and figured, okay, now it's time, let's let's get back into into RuneScape and Yeah, I was really motivated and went hard from day one on that and my, my goal even from the beginning was just to to kind of grind the grind the high scores grind the ranks and see how well i could do on a fresh high scores in a a new competitive environment so it was always my mindset really from from then until now what was your peak rank for uh hardcore
1: and for normal iron man on your uh, th- on your first account
2: so for, for hardcore um I think it was in the middle of twenty eighteen, maybe early twenty eighteen, I was rank three. Um yeah, it would have been like the mid mid to late twenty eighteen, like obviously before I died. And sometime between then and dying, Alkin finished maxing. Like he'd he'd kind of just been doing a lot of post max stuff for a long time, so he he already had tons of XP and was ahead of me, like EHP, XP, just wasn't twenty two seventy seven total. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I peaked at rank 3 and at that time it was uh, Nex and Crystal Farm who were ahead of me. And yeah, pretty pretty shortly after Crystal Farm stopped playing and Nex died so it was kind of unfortunate that I died when I did because you know there was still possibility to move up there. So yeah, I did die at rank 4 and as an iron, I remember when I when i became just an iron when i you know lost the hardcore data, i was like ranked 70 on the iron high scores and then just kept grinding with Vorkath and slayer the xp went pretty quick as as it does when you're staying because you're getting you know all of me and so these other slay the prey mm-hmm. hit points and uh magic xp and uh after uh, after about a year and a half i think i moved up to i think it was either like rank 19 or rank 20. On the, the high scores.
1: Damn. Rank. Right,
2: it, was, it was about a year and a half to get to the front page. And then, you know, by the time I stopped playing in early 2021, 20, 20, I was like 19 or 20.
1: Has there been any time where you felt burnt? Uh, or has there kind of been a, a pretty good consistent drip of uh, motivation?
2: Um. Uh, the the closest the closest I'd say I came to it was when I when I was when I died on the first got hardcore actually. As I said earlier I was like a bit dem- bit demotivated by the uh the hardcore Slayer grind that was just like so so prayer focused and dragon focused that I didn't find it particularly enjoyable. But for the most part, um I've always enjoyed playing and always motivated to play. Like Yeah. oh yeah, that's
1: cool um okay so let's i'm gonna go to the twitter topics real quick because there are some like really good ones that i think uh are interesting so dk ho he he's asking who is on your mount rushmore of hardcore iron man i guess like your top Uh, four
2: (laughs) um uh, this is kind of a hard one i mean there are a couple of obvious picks for me and then the others a bit more of a struggle but I would say, uh, fifth, fifth is definitely up there. Fifth, and lol. I mean, he he started his account uh, almost six years ago. Is that his and actual he's... fifth hardcore? I've got no idea. I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever spoken to the guy, and <laughs> I've never seen him interacting with anyone. He kind of just keeps to himself for the most part, from what I've seen. But he is a, uh, uh, well, he's definitely a legend of the game mode now i mean he started just i think it was just under six years ago now and he's almost like 200 mil on. like he's closing in pretty quick that's nuts <laughs> so it's pretty pretty insane how uh how fast he's completed the game mode uh the second one i would probably say brace foot i mean he was like like for bvm achievements he's probably the uh the most notable of like any we've had i mean there was always different players who were like the best of their time like we had uh oisper oisper calia uh at one point sick Nerd was like the the goated harker yeah, man yeah of bvm <laughs> that's crazy to think that was years ago <laughs> yeah well, when he when he like he came back to the game a few months ago and it kind of seems like his uh his PVM accompl- accomplishments weren't really all too impressive compared to, you know, guys like Phrase Foot or yep. maybe Muts these days. Uh-huh. Uh So those are my first two picks. I guess third would be maybe Osiris, just because his his uh, his guide has been like so critical for like a lot of players' progression throughout the game mode, and he was like one of the. One of the first few people to max their Iron Man, I think he was like the, see, like second, third, or fourth. He was pretty early on. Uh, yeah, and then he, he kind of, after that, he kind of uh, played a few, a few remakes, and ended up dying. And I think he doesn't really play anymore. Yeah, it was but always he's a definitely. It was the
1: screenshots at uh, CG. I'd always see. You know, just, yeah. oh, he made a new hardcore, oh shit,
2: he's already ready progressed, progress, and then something, something would happen, it seems like. He, he's, he's definitely a, an iconic figure, I think, especially with the, the guides he made, which were totally really useful, and and that, that was that was one of the things that really got me uh, motivated to play, was his guide. Like, I, I followed that pretty uh, religiously when I started the account, and then it was really helpful as well, as a returning player to old school who hadn't really got much Ironman experience. Uh, a fourth, a fourth player is a bit harder. I, I I'm not sure who I'd, uh, who I'd pick for. for... I mean, what? Who, who would you pick? What are your four picks if
1: if you were to answer? Oh, it's tough. It's so tough because I mean, I'm gonna put. I'll probably even choose like praise foot fifth hardcore. Um, yeah. In, in my four, but then, like, it, I, I'm just gonna throw up mutts there, and it wouldn't be, you know, for you know a high, like high ranking necessarily but just the fact that when i think of mutts i think of hardcore iron man like he has been so dedicated to the game mode and yeah he has continued to remake without question and the fact that he now has like the most pvm progressed hardcore iron man of all time and maxed is pretty yeah. insane so he's definitely up there as well and, uh, and he, he's he's definitely good
2: for community representation as well with the uh, like streaming and Yep, yeah like we we used to have loads and loads of hardcore streams and it seems you know those days are gone now and there's not really many people who stream that content anymore. Mm-hmm. It's hard to
1: say who my fourth would be. Um, I probably will just throw like Alkin in there just for fun because, uh, yeah. he's really is just the definition of ass and chair and just games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? so yeah. I just, I, I, and I also love that like he started late, which it's crazy. Cause like you think back and like, what, what did he start like six months late or something? It wasn't even that crazy, but for the, yeah for the time, you know like in those moments like when it was first happening you're like oh six months like you're never gonna make it anywhere you know like this game mode's already been out for six months but when you look yeah. at the long term that really is nothing and so i think yeah he's been... grinding since was, since the day he started is pretty cool
2: yeah it's, it's a bit more like that when you start an account for four years and i mean obviously the, the first account i had was like front page within half a year this one I've been playing from is three years now and I'm just about to hit the front page which is kind of crazy. But you've also been doing mining. You could have done <laughs> yeah. something way my, faster. Yeah my, my EHP is definitely a lot higher than my uh, my actual rank so it gives me a lot of room to, to move up if I keep doing you know fast XP skills.
1: Are you a fan of kind of the sleeper sort of build? Like obviously you're not qualified to the sleeper because you're already maxed but like and that's essential honestly for hardcores. but do you kind of like that idea of gaining ehp rather than xp initially
2: uh yeah i think i think the maxing is kind of essential because the max cape is so overpowered you know you'd be a bit foolish not to take it uh at that point i think yeah i think ehp is like more important of a uh account progression statistic than xp is because there's a whole lot of people on the front page even now who uh who just like basically sat in nightmare zone forever (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna name names but there are people up there who uh like if they were in it for the long haul they'd probably fall behind pretty you know yeah they'd they'd fall behind
1: (laughs) in the long run i've never like i really don't understand like i I understand why they do it because they're lazy but like i never understood people that just go overboard with their nightmare zone xp like come on man like you're you're just wasting so much potential time in the future like (laughs) what the fuck are you doing i
2: think it'd be it'd be pretty depressing to go to slayer and get like 40 to 50k overall xp an hour or something crazy
1: oh yeah it's so i mean even me as like you know, a more overall player, like I'm 200 mil strength, 200 mil hit points, 200 mil range. And there's like multiple bosses where like, that's all, that's the only attack styles I'm using and not gaining any XP yeah. even feels bad. And I'm not even there for the XP. It's just, it's fucking yeah. sucks. Like, I hate this feeling of being capped out. Yeah. Um, I, I remember iron Vatty, you know, speaking of him again, like he, he was always really disappointed in himself for getting 200 mil thieving so early on. Like he wanted his, He had a goal early on that he wanted to, you know, like it it probably wasn't going to be feasible, but he had that idea of like getting top page in every skill, you know, just really pushing hard for that. And so that was the reason he kind of did it. But, you know, and I don't think he's been playing much uh, recently, but when he did come back, he was really disappointed in him trying to get some blood shards for some PVM, and he had to get zero XP (laughs) the whole thing. That's disturbing.
2: Yeah, my 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 thieving's uh, pretty high, but I've only ever trained it like when I've been uh, either using my computer for other stuff, like playing other games. Like I, I played a whole lot of uh, Call of Duty Warzone back in twenty twenty one, and yeah, I got like loads of thieving XP, and I'm pretty close to two hundred mil. I I could you know finish it with ease, but it it does feel like I should kind of leave that for when I am going to be playing other games or just doing other stuff where I can just foot pedal it. Yeah, because that's. Like brainless and takes no effort. Yeah, it does. It just feel like a waste of that time. It, it's to, re- to do it actively. It's really efficient.
1: I respect the players. Like Iron Hyger comes to mind. I respect those players that will literally leave like a mil. They'll be at like a hundred ninety nine mil XP, but they'll be efficient and they won't get two hundred mil in secure rank. And they'll leave it like that for a year, you know, or more. Just. Yeah. you know just maximizing every little efficient xp you can get in the future
2: so uh yeah fifth, fifth Arcor has done that with well I've, I've done it to some extent but fifth hardcore has done that with mining now he's like a million xp away and sometimes you see him at the day out of mine so i guess he's just going to make it up over time with that and uh I, I guess he's not too worried about me coming and taking so like i'm i'm ranked six mining he's ranked five mining i suppose he's not too worried about me suddenly you know <laughs> Forcing that out and trying to take the rank from him. Yep, yep. But it's the same with me. I could I could you know, I could go and mine all my sandstone now and be two, three mil away from from two hundred mil mining, but you know, there's uh there's no rush for me to get that, that last XP and I'll just get it passively over time from mining day out for runecrafting.
1: Frey asks, would you consider doing forty thousand warcath on the hardcore? Is it even efficient
2: anymore? Uh it's I definitely would've considered doing it on a hardcore. Uh obviously when I died on a hardcore that was like the first thing I did. Which shows that I wasn't really willing to do it on a hardcore. Uh I guess it would like solve some issues with prayer XP. You wouldn't have to go and kill abyssal demons and use the Ash Bell there. Like with with melee. Uh I guess it could fix some of those issues, but I think the amount of risk involved is pretty crazy. Uh, what what is impressive though is like, Lydia Kenny or Sawkid went and did like tens of thousands of Hydra. It was pretty interesting because it's like not, it's not really you know mandatory or really efficient, but pretty and ballsy to do. Still hasn't died. It, is he playing still? Yeah. right now or is he? Like I, I actually uh, don't know if he's currently like gaming. I think he's playing a small amount, but yeah, definitely not gaming as much as he was before this year. 20,000 hydra
1: yeah that is yeah. that's a stupid amount i mean yeah even i mean i don't know what his what, oh yeah, yeah no, no no he did kq and like that alt method right where he wasn't even getting attacked i'm pretty sure uh no I should, idea i think he's streamed. Out. he's almost 5,000 kq and he's yeah. um jesus yeah that's he's done some ballsy stuff and he hasn't died i mean he i was gonna like give him an honorable mention with the mount rushmore because i always thought you know he was a pretty big yeah, gamer but he, he's
2: he's definitely consideration i think he's rank one ehb so efficient that was bust. yeah holy shit um is that
1: calcul is that like the um i know olympus used to have uh like a what, what am i trying to think like an effective ehb where like pr- his hydra probably wouldn't count as anything but you're just talking the HP according
2: to like temple right yeah on temple uh i imagine hydra must have some kind of EHP because it's not like 100 efficient to do so it That's definitely true. has some bit. kind of waiting I-, I don't think he's done it for olympus clan ranks or anything though <laughs> yes. i think it's probably just a goal he had for himself he's definitely a gamer
1: there's some really ballsy i mean Especially when you're that high rank, it's different. Like when I when I think of Muts he's incredibly ballsy, um, you know. But he's just he's like lived that game mode, like that like that play style that he plays so much that it doesn't even seem like it anymore because it's just how he plays. But being almost three bill XP and
2: doing that shit is kind of nuts. So yeah, you know, I, I think he had plans to do even more dangerous stuff as well. Like I'm, uh, I I seem to remember he was planning to do TOB or something. Something that was going to be like extremely dangerous and yeah
1: yeah that's I've, that's I've not
2: seen any updates from him in a while yeah but yeah
1: let's let's actually see you do it and stop stop the talking let's see it yeah
2: now <laughs> no, he is he's definitely nah, a gamer. having yeah having twenty thousand Hydra yeah. is balls enough for me I know. I'll give him credit for that
1: it's so easy to die there like if you're just kind of not focused like you really got to focus up yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Okay. And this was, and he did a lot of it before there was i I'm pretty sure before there was like the head movement thing where you can kind of tell when it switches. I'm pretty sure he really was counting to three the whole time. Yeah. It Um, takes a lot of focus. Yeah. Okay. So not, not the owner or no, the owner is asking gas hole is the best path to fix. sea chamber South pathers a bunch of swimmers in denial end of story i guess it wasn't a question he's just stating that it
2: was just a statement yeah <laughs> so a bit of context behind that the volcanic mind discord has uh different guides to perform each role and there's, there's one in particular the cfix guide where uh the, the guide was fine until about well until the beginning of this year early this year and then it was like changed. The video was changed to show some uh, some slower route to get to the C chamber to fix it. So now obviously every every new player that comes into the Discord to learn the roles will watch that video and and see the slower method and then <laughs> copy that. But yeah, the, the thing is, is like I I even like uh, mapped out the the tiles and showed showed the guy who made the video like how, how many second it was like six seconds though i think on average uh but yeah the 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 video guide is still up there and even till my last days of mining there i would be telling players you know oh, this, this this way is quicker and a lot of them kind of just you know stick to the way they've learned yep, and, yep, yep. yeah 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 that's what happens yeah it's... yeah I'll, hopefully that gets changed at some point though they'll, they'll update the video again eventually yeah.
1: Now, I mean, we see that with so many things in this game. Like, as soon as you've practiced an inefficient method, you're going to stick with it. Like, it just becomes habit. Yeah. So yeah. The, if, if efficiency, now it's okay to be a player that doesn't care about that stuff. But if you do care about being efficient, it's really important to just always keep an open mind
2: and always yeah. be willing to change your uh, the way you do I'll things. Just- this this thing in the mine isn't really that b- b- big of an issue to anybody else in the mine. It, it more affects the player who's doing it because, while while they're pathing to this chamber, you're mining uh, the fourth boulder, which is like the second best for points and XP, and it's probably actually like higher XP an hour if you were to compare it to the, like the max you could att- attain in there. So so really you actually want them to be slower like yeah keep doing that (laughs) so i'm I'm just doing it for their benefit really you know you can get back quicker and stop wasting your time but yeah it does it does kind of give you a boost so that's why the video's up now we understand why (laughs) that (laughs) maybe maybe that's why that's funny
1: okay um box terrier asks d well he says demon gamer what would you change about volcanic mine also, chat about Runefest, if I recall correctly. Um, one Fall Step went to some of the uh, very early ones. I, I when I see OFS I always think like of course I'm like what what is that <laughs> yeah, you went to the early Runefest. Okay, so yeah, let's let's hear uh, what would you change about VM first? Uh,
2: so I think in like the game itself, the mechanics are like perfect, they're really good. I think it's a very well designed mining activity on minigame uh like with the the stability and the calculations behind that the maths behind it i think it's really interesting there's lots to learn and it's uh, it, it all works really well um but yeah the, the main issue is getting people interested in it so maybe some kind of tutorial system uh and maybe maybe some kind of um in game role assignment as well like so you don't
0: $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
1: For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit botoxcosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
0: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.
2: ...team up with people. Like, obviously there's like the, the... the I think there's probably ways in game already. Like, there's the the, the chat things when you, when you go to the activity list. But I imagine you would need something a little bit more complicated than that, so... Say say the tutorial could teach you the different roles. There's like A role, B C, B check, C fix. Maybe you would uh take a tutorial for those roles, uh something that you couldn't spacebar through obviously. And then you could, you know, join the queue to to perform that role. And I guess I guess it'd be something similar to, to B A in that's in that way, but Obviously, with BA, you're kind of more restricted on only being able to perform your role. So it, w- it would still need to uh, to allow you to do other roles because obviously not, not everybody's perfect and maybe somebody has to jump in to do something for somebody else and it's a lot more dynamic in that way. But I think that could be interesting. So tutorial and some kind of in-game queue system might might make it more appealing to the masses and, yeah, maybe maybe make it more popular
1: yeah i think that just the in game tutorial would help so much it, it, but it's got to be simple yeah. cuz realistically volcanic mind is extremely simple but when you walk in there like the whole thing's just like wh- like your first time going in there you're like what the fuck's happening like i have no idea yeah. what's i i don't even know the objective you know even the objective seems odd because you leaving to get the xp drop is very counterintuitive compared to most things it feels like yeah, there should be like a finish. Yeah.
2: I'm suppose there's. I suppose there's nothing there to tell you. You know, you got to get the ball to the end into the whirlpool. There's nothing that says that either.
1: Yeah, it's it's very odd. So a small tutorial that's very concise, and because it, it would be so easy to make it concise, you just got to get the really just core mechanics down and just illustrate them very yeah. clearly. And then yeah, that would help drastically. That would help me. I mean that that would have helped me a lot. Like I. I haven't done much VM, so, you know, efficient VM, I still don't understand how to do, but I understand at least the concept, but that's, that took multiple hours to understand what the hell was even happening. I just didn't understand, the, I didn't understand the objective at all.
2: Yeah, so. and I guess teaching players about the, the event stability and status and that kind of thing. Yep. But yeah, I'm not sure if you would be able to uh, make a tutorial for the specific roles. I mean, obviously, the game is kind of like the mini game is kind of solved now in that we know there needs to be three or four people performing these different roles in a in a team game to mm-hmm. to get the job done. But so and, and that is cool. Like it, it's cool to have, you know,
1: what what players design as the meta. I mean you just play it so much you start figuring out things, how to be the most efficient. But when I was hearing like, oh, you're a check or you're, you know, whatever the hell you are, like I didn't understand why I was doing that initially you know i'm like yeah. i understand you're telling me to do this i have no fucking idea why like i'm j- i'm just doing what you're telling me but if you got an overall look at the uh, whole map like if, if the tutorial was you go down the first time and it just gives you a very overview of the whole place here's the vents here's what's happening here's the objective you gotta leave before like that would just
2: have solved so much of the mystery initially so yeah and and check I guess systems. even just having that in-game might make people more curious and then maybe want to check out the Discord or something. So maybe you wouldn't even need all that extra stuff. But And it didn't help
1: that Volcanic Mind release had such a high requirement. I think it took like 100 and something kudos, which like nobody had at the time. Like, yeah. or 200 you,
2: kudos you still or something get... crazy. I don't know what it was. I, th- I think it's was 153 kudos, if I remember correctly. Okay. But yeah, we, we I remember... When i was mining we'd still get people come along and be like uh you know they're, they're ready to join a team they've watched the guys they're all ready to go and then they rock up and realize oh they haven't got the kudos requirement or <laughs> they, they haven't built the the camp at the uh where you get off <laughs> the boat so yeah there was some yeah, stuff that, like that
1: that's obnoxious so it it's i mean we see that you know if if you come out with a piece of content and it doesn't instantly get that hype you know, if there's too many requirements or just, like, nobody knows how to get the kudos. Because kudos is another problem. Like, how do you even get kudos? That's something you have to look up as well. It's, like, it's yeah. not something you normally do. And yep. it, it kind of reminds me, I was just talking about this uh, on the last cast, of, like, group Ironman release. Group Ironman release could have been so much better if you didn't have leagues, like, seemingly, like, right after that update. So it kind of kills that initial hype and then... I don't know. It feels like you, for an update to be successful, you really have to put some hype into it. Like you have to make it accessible somewhat, you know, teach people how to, you know, even participate in the first place. But if you don't do that, months go by and then people forget about the content. And I feel like that was VM for a lot of people. It's just, it was kind of dead on release because nobody was interested in getting kudos, nobody was interested in learning this weird thing. So yeah,
2: there was also like a whole lot of other content released at the same time because it came out with the rest of Fossil Island, so Yep. Yep. Maybe maybe that wasn't so much the focus of, you know, people's other uh, experiences with it and yeah. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. And it was
1: obviously it's team-based as well, so that's always a struggle no matter what, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um chat about RuneFest uh in the early ones.
2: Okay. When so, did you go to uh,
1: Ring What what
2: years? So, I, I've been to, I think four now. Uh, I went to the the first one, which was twenty ten. I went to 2011, 2013 20 I think twenty eighteen was the last one I went to. Jesus, you were a kid! Like <laughs> you were getting yeah, the early was, ones. Uh, the the first the first one I went to, I was fifteen. <laughs> Holy shit. And there was there, there was a rule at the time where it was uh, like a, a sixteen plus event or something. But my 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 uh, family who were like playing the game at the time, my mother and my grandmother, they they played they were Runescape. Glowing. Not anymore, but but back they in the played day, your yeah. gran-
1: your grandma played
2: Runescape. <laughs> Shut yeah. the
1: fuck up! Are you serious? <laughs> yeah,
2: she she taught at at school, and um, a lot of the kids there, you know, played as well. So sometimes there would be. You know in in the in the computer room together, on on the the lunch breaks, uh, playing RuneScape. <laughs> she, she'd be there.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. So it's it quite
2: funny. But they don't play anymore. No, not anymore.
1: Is they've they, they've moved on. <laughs> does uh, any other members of your family play?
2: No, it's just just me now. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so yeah yeah my my mother and grandmother they were already going they had tickets and everything and. Um, I think they like, made an email request to JGX asking if I could come. Like even though I was underage, they uh, they wanted to, they didn't want me to be excluded. They wanted to make it a family thing, and uh, yeah, they they let me come along, which was nice. That's cool. I, I don't think I was like the youngest youngest there, because if I remember correctly, like Mod Matt K had had like his his child there or something, and they were younger than me. Mm. But yeah, I was definitely one of the. Youngest attendees there. That's cool. How? What? What?
1: What are the differences? What? What? what were the differences between those early ones compared to 2018?
2: You said um, it was. It was. It was a lot smaller venue. Uh, I would actually say my 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 favorite experiences were like the, the first and the second. Um, actually, yeah, maybe just the first one was like I don't know. It was uh, yeah, like a small venue. Uh, the talks were quite interesting. It was around the time of um Dungeoneering and that was like one of my favourite times of the game, so it was interesting to go and listen to all the, the talks that were happening happening on that at the time. the um, so the second one was uh, I remember it being like a like a a lot bigger size and it was like a multi level thing and it felt like everything was like a bit further apart, like it was uh like a bit of a trek to get around. Um, which I guess like carried through to all the, all the later ones. But that's going to happen, I suppose, when you have to expand the, the venue to get more people there. Uh, so I'd say the, the first one was definitely my favourite. And uh, yeah, so the, the 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 one in 2010, 2011, 2013, I went with Family. And then 2018, I went with... Uh, well, I went and met up with some of the Olympus guys and stayed with some of those. So as you can imagine, it's a, a whole different experience when you when you go with go to an event with family compared to a bunch of other
1: oh yeah <laughs> other lads yeah That's, and just being older as well yeah yeah I really I haven't been to any rune I'm praying that this next year they'll have one because I really want to go.
2: Yeah, you're you're gonna go like regardless of cost. Oh
1: yeah, I I will make yeah. it happen. I mean, I I really shouldn't say that because I I like low key want like some sort of invitation from Jagex. I'm just like that like that's even yeah. gonna happen. But like you know who knows maybe <laughs> maybe they'll be like, hey, we want creators to come out here and they'll pay for my ticket
2: or something. But no, I'm gonna, yeah, re- I'm be gonna cool. make it out. Yeah, I'd I'd definitely uh like to go. Uh, I remember. 2018, it seemed like a lot more of the event happened like outside of the venue. Like I remember being around the weatherspoons in in Farnborough a lot more than I was actually at the the venue itself. Uh yeah, I don't know. That was that seemed to be like the socializing point, like the the meeting place rather than inside RuneFest. Yeah, I heard inside
1: RuneFest kind of smells like BO. That's what I heard, or maybe that was just <laughs> the dance hall. <laughs> I can't remember.
2: Yeah, I've just heard memes of it. Uh, I don't, I don't particularly remember it being bad, but yeah, I guess <laughs> okay. you can, you can imagine the the type of crew that show up there. It's a lot of uh, a lot of sweat. You got the lessons, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That's funny. Uh, any other, any other memories from Runefest? Any like, how was, how was twenty eighteen's Runefest?
2: Was there any memorable moments? Um. Yeah, so I, I, I that's the one where I hang around with the like most of the Olympus guys, so it was nice to uh, meet them in person. I uh I shared shared a place with uh Ayabata one night and uh with um another night, so yeah, I kind of hopped about groups a bit and got to meet a lot of people. A lot of people who I did know, a lot of people I didn't know. But yeah, it was it was a good experience. Uh Yeah.
1: If there's a RuneFest this next year, are you going?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh yeah, yeah. I, I def- as I said like 2018 it was like mostly outside of the venue, so mm-hmm. I, I was I was thinking of going in 2019 and not even like buying a ticket and just showing up and just hanging out with everybody. Stick- yeah. But other things came up, so I had to miss that year. But, yeah, I think I would go and probably, probably buy a ticket as well for the, the venue and get the whole experience.
1: Cool, cool. Yeah, that um, I'm looking forward to it. I really hope that it actually happens. Um, I think it will. Okay. Uh, Ariadna asks, does higher volatility of hardcore high scores make skilling more or less exciting? And I guess that can really be... Um, offered to like any sort of high scores do you think it's more exciting when things seem secured or is it more fun when people are Uh, swapping ranks consistently
2: I guess I guess it's more exciting when there's more movement so like earlier on in the game modes there was there was a lot more focus on that and yeah people were moving around all the time like these days you play like weeks and weeks or months and maybe you only move one rank or you don't move anywhere at all so uh I think it was definitely more exciting in the early early days. But there's there's definitely still there's still some competition up there, people are still moving around. Some some most players, like even at the top, aren't so active anymore. Like you like I, I have a look through the uh the current top for Hardcore Iron Man and I see most of them are like doing ten hour EHP a weeks or less. It's it's kind of like the top page and the top two pages this kind of thing now is like people who've been playing for a long time now just making slow gradual process, progress but you know they, they've been consistent at it over over a long time and managed not to die basically
1: yeah that i mean that really is like when you, when we're talking the like just you know almost a decade of grinding potentially it really just comes down to not burning out completely and just playing as much as you can it doesn't even matter yeah. necessarily if you're being efficient
2: i mean that's that's how guys like uh Alcon are up there i mean he like he, obviously he was a lot more committed to playing the hardcore in the in the first few years and you know he's he's like top five now and i, I feel like he probably barely puts any effort or too much attention to that account now yeah he's and then you've got always uh, just chilling out it's just never being efficient yeah. you, you've got dave as well he he just makes a slow gradual trudge and now he's up on the front page and makes slow progress but nothing too nothing too serious
1: yep yep it's just it's literally just comes down to ass and chair just keep keep logging in yeah yeah interesting um what are your thoughts on sailing having passed and probably being released next year i'd imagine are you excited Um, or are you kind of yeah, let me hear what your thoughts are.
2: I'm 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 not so sure if it's going to be released next year because I I responded to some 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 like in-game message from them. Uh, my message center came up and asked for some feedback or whatever, and they said they said like uh, some stuff regarding how how you want to be updated with how it develops throughout 2014. So I can imagine they're looking at this as like. We're not going to be done in twenty. twenty twenty four? Yeah, twenty. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can imagine they're not expecting to be done in twenty twenty four, and that they're expecting it to be twenty twenty five or later. I don't know. I mean, that seems what, like this is. Uh, that's what I would have
1: would have expected. It just seemed like there was so much talk, I, and it's all really community talk. I haven't heard anything from the team, but yeah, it seems like people were just assuming it's coming out next summer or next. Or something, but I'm like, if this is an entirely new skill that's going to revamp everything, this is gonna take a
2: long fucking time. I feel yeah. like to to nail well, it at it, least. It's, it's it's been like a year now since they announced. I think it's almost a year was it the Winter Summit where they announced that they were gonna be, you know, pulling a new skill, and then yep. yep. It, it took what ten months to get through, locking, sailing in. So pretty if, much, yeah. I was yeah. kind of expecting when we had the Winter Summit, that, yeah, maybe we, maybe it'll go through the the processes and we'll end up seeing sailing like late 2023 or sometime in 2024. But yeah, it does seem like this is a, a lot longer timescale than uh, maybe what I was initially, uh, initially expecting or what many people were initially expecting. Are you excited for it? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, I, li- I like the idea of shamanism. That's, that seemed kind of, like, interesting with the gameplay loop. Because uh, that was, like, going to be, like, a mixed gatherer and production skill. Which is kind of similar to what archaeology is in Runescape 3. And, um, yeah, I, I really like training archaeology. Because there was a, a lot to it. And you couldn't just, like, uh, you couldn't just pay to complete the skill. And even though it was, like, a mixed gatherer and production, it was, like... You had to do some of the gathering to be able to do the production, and it was it was fairly well balanced. So I think that could have been cool if they applied that to a skill like shamanism, like the uh, like they proposed, sailing. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how how good that's going to be. Like, is it going to be interesting enough? Like, like uh, is it going to be varied enough to to keep people entertained and wanting to train it up to 99 and all the way past 99 uh yeah i'm not too enthusiastic about it but I hope that the the team can do a good job on it yeah it feels like the skill really won't feel
1: like a traditional skill it really seems like it's going to be more of an adventure slash kind of raiding thing where you go on expeditions encounter a monster or you know, go to some randomly generated island, do some stuff and get some sailing XP for it. I I can't imagine yeah. the sailing XP comes from just riding your ship around like this.
2: No. Yeah. Well it, from what I remember they proposed that the the best method would be to uh to just sail your ship against like another ship or something. I, really? I forget exactly what it was. What do you mean? Yeah, it was that? um it was um, I, I forget exactly what it was, but yeah, it's like they they they, they propose that the most intense method with the best XP would be some kind of race of you versus some NPC NPC ship or something. Interesting. Uh, so. so it
1: this,
2: is this, really this like was,
1: navigational. It's not even like doing little. This is all adventures. in the the design design stuff that came to us, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I do remember reading it. Um, I've forgotten a lot on that because there was so much information overload. Yeah, maybe I remember it getting incorrect They'll get it mixed up, but... No, I, you might... I, be, I, I just remember there was, was like multiple factors. I, I just can't remember what the most efficient way was. If that was it, if that's what they were saying, then it's probably it, but...
2: From, yeah, from what I took from the design documents, that was what they were saying was going to be. I can't see how uh, interesting that would be repeating over and over again. That's what I'm thinking, all the what? way to 99 or 200 mil or whatever. But you, I guess, I guess we'll see. Who do you think will? Uh, well, there's
1: two questions. Who do you think will get 200 mil sailing first? And do you, and if that is somebody that already has 200 mil all currently, who do you think will be rank one?
2: Um, uh, I think my my money would be on Rodney Father, just just based on how quickly he progressed from you know zero to 200 mil or maybe even like fifth arc iron man depends how much uh how much you know being an iron man is going to be a bottleneck to it's going to be experience. a bottleneck even if it's <laughs> even if it's 10 percent,
1: it's a bottleneck it's
2: yeah but one of these one of these players who've proven that they can uh they can put in solid hours for long periods of time and Really accelerated up the high scores, maybe higher as well.
1: That's what I was gonna say. I was thinking like, high. if if Iron Man really has no bottle cap, which I can't imagine it being like that, because it just just simply like getting a better ship. I feel like, and potentially having your ship break and just having like unlimited gold in a sense, like might like just yeah. just the GP costs alone. I think might uh be part of the bottleneck. But I'm also imagining this is my own like assumption, like potentially. It could be more XP per hour to have more crewmates on your ship for certain activities. I don't know how it's going to work. But if you're an Iron Man, who knows? Maybe they're going to make it so you can only sail alone because you're an Iron Man. I I don't know how Jagex feels with that whole Iron Man sentiment nowadays because it really feels like they're trying to stray away from that. They're trying to allow Iron Man to experience stuff just um, with other players, just trying to keep it minimal. But who knows?
2: I I think the crew system is going to be nbc right or maybe it can be nbc or it can be other players it can be players as well i'm not I sure yeah i'm almost certain you can have other players on oh, yeah, so I, I can imagine having a player over an nbc is going to give you a bit more benefit yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that'd definitely be a boost yeah Who there's
1: probably going to be some crazy alt methods where it's like you have you're on your ship and you have 10 fucking alts like
2: on your ship with you <laughs> just i can get i can um, imagine so or uh, maybe XP. even some kind of some kind of like leech methods or something where we'll get, you know, services selling selling XP or something crazy. Yep. Do you alt on your hardcore? Uh no. Never no. for like anything. Um I've done a few small things. Like when I was doing Master Farmer, I held the uh made a made a trap with a cow. You know, yep, just yep. wind strike and get to hold it in place. Uh <laughs> Yeah, like, not, not for, like, long long periods of time. Okay. Like, sl- slayer methods, so I'm not using any alts. Damn. Uh, yeah.
1: I guess, I mean, nowadays it's not even that uh, useful because so many of the methods have been patched. It, it yeah. really is about convenience, I feel like, rather than efficiency at this point, which is, in my opinion, it's nice because I never liked alting. Did you ever have strong opinions on Iron Man alting? Because it used to be
2: huge years back one of the reasons I was more interested in playing Iron Man over main and why I was so uh you know motivated to start playing hardcore when it launched was because, you know, it's just gonna be one account playing on its own and you're not expected to, you know, have several different alts either to make your money for you or to actually assist you in game training. So yeah, I was I was never a fan of alt methods and would have preferred for them to be patched sooner than they were. Like, they were a problem for a while. Well, I'd say a problem. I'd say they were an issue for a while. And it took uh, Jagex a while to actually, you know, make any movement on stopping people from molting
1: Slayer or other other things. I'm glad they finally put their foot down and did it. That's me personally. I know some people are really angry about it, but at least we agree somewhat on... Uh... Yeah. The, just the whole Iron Man mode being Iron Man, being a solo game mode. That was always really yeah. important to me. And it just, especially when it came to PVM, having a corp method be literally two and a half times faster with two alts. That was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: Actually, I, I did do a bit of that back in the day. I, do I remember did, a, that I did a little
1: bit too, because it's just, you yeah. were... St- stupid not to, and I did so much stupid, I spent so stupid amount of hours trying to be you know, um in, I, I in, remember how, doing how
2: about integrity, yeah, go for it Yeah, I, I remember doing about like 90 kills with a, a Guthans war Spear, because it was the best I had, <laughs> I, would, I would just spec down on like oh, this uh, 1400, 1500 total ult that I had, and this was before they even separated like the, the main instance from yep. the Iron Man instance so I was using a main to spec it down, running RD laps on my hardcore Iron Man, <laughs> and then when the thing was spec down, i just run it with my and Spear and poke it down. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah th-
1: I mean, that uh, was just so stupid, you know? Like, that's just not how it should be.
2: No. But I, I thought it'd be kind of cool just to uh, snipe one of those high- hardcore Iron Man first by getting, you know, some spooned arcane or... Something For real. Like that.
1: No, I mean and then yeah. if it you have that pressure of trying to do it, like abusing it in a sense, because it's so OP. And a lot of people did abuse it. Like a lot of people got a yeah. shit ton of corp KC because it was I,
2: thirteen kills an hour. Yeah. I remember Lowlander, I think, was the, the first one to get credited with a a, a sigil on a hardcore Iron Man. And he, he did that and I remember there was a lot of backlash around that at the time.
1: Dude, it's crazy how the uh, community has changed when it comes to integrity and when it comes to just th- things like that. Because, yeah, Lowlander got a lot of shit. He used to yeah. also, you know... I, b- have before a- it even played hardcore ground, i yeah, with the, the UIM. Yep, he used to do God Wars and have uh, another account tank for him. Mm-hmm. And people were just like, this fucking rat. I'm like, bro, the shit that's going down right now. Like, services, all these other things. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: Nice. At least he was open about these things and told people he did them, like maybe afterwards or like you know he he streamed this UIM thing, right? Yep. So yep. at least at least there was like a uh, public knowledge about it and that JGEX were able to you know for the sake of integrity fix these things in the end. Mm-hmm. Dude, do
1: you remember his streams and hardcore release?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I used <laughs> to
1: watch him a lot. Yeah, so at the beginning. fun. Those were the most enjoyable streams ever. He just pull random forty hour streams out of his ass. Just yeah, games. He super was hard. a gamer,
2: yeah, yeah. He was. What happened to him? Does he still play? Um, he so he, he stopped streaming. That must have been I don't know 2017, 2018. But he yeah. continued playing. The uh, the, he had two hardcores, right? I think he continued playing the hardcore, the second hardcore for a long time. Um, I don't think he's been active at all the past year maybe two years but he does have a a second page maxed hardcore so he he got pretty far with it just kind of you know with with no spotlight on him and yeah
1: that's crazy like i just remember like i i actually really don't remember how well his streams were doing because i just didn't think when you're not a streamer i feel like that is not really the thing you think about but when you become a streamer there's like that kind of sense of like comparison where you look at view counts and stuff. I have, I literally cannot remember what his view count was back then. I just remember it was yeah. pretty
2: poppin' for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I think he was he was fairly popular. He was he was one of the the biggest hardcore men streamers at the time of uh, Hardcore Start.
1: Uh, see, that's just like one of those things. Like maybe he just didn't enjoy streaming, or maybe he just thought like you know this is going to come to an end yeah. eventually. But man, it's it just it was the lifestyle for him. It, yeah that that happens as well to multiple streamers that I know of that just the the more normal lifestyle is a lot more fitting and comfortable long term, so I understand that but yeah. it always is a sad thing where it's like it looks like you're just actually getting a ton of success like it's kind of sad to see him stop because he was a really entertaining streamer too. it was fun watching him. he was like my go-to
0: yeah
2: yeah definitely yeah
1: that's also when uh uh hardcore beard used to stream that he was also yeah. a hard game used, in the early days used to watch him a lot as
2: well yeah 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 yeah. i, and... I think he kind of started uh well when he, he he took like rank one maybe half a year into the game mode and he was i remember his first streams were like him killing Zoro and yeah yeah, and doing slayer and
1: stuff because he was first to 99 slayer yeah. if i recall correctly on hardcore um
2: yeah it sounds about right
1: i think he was because I, I think i went to his party dude god damn i just these these memories feel like a few days back it really does it doesn't feel like it was this long ago but this was literally because yeah. i'm pretty sure he got 99 slayer like it was either early early 2017 or even like before the new year it happened but he got it so early it felt like because that was yeah. the, like, the only if thing he, he was trying hard yeah like
2: 20 hours a day or something ridiculous yeah. from the game start yeah um do you play leagues at all uh nope, <laughs> I've not played any of them. I mean, I've I've been watching some stuff, but it's I'm not so interested in playing. I think it's just that it's like a temporary game mode, and your your progress is going to be lost. And I don't know. A, a lot of it seems like very similar to RuneScape three. Like these, some of the radics are very similar to that. Like how you know, Trickster, you've got the uh, basically silver hog boots from RuneScape three, and the the infinite thieving. You can get that as a Archaeology relic. Uh, there's there's some other things that as well that remind me of Runescape Three. But I guess it's it's all old school content. And uh, even though people meme about how fast XP rates are in Runescape Three, it's like you you progress so much faster in the leagues. Like end game takes a matter of days. Yeah, I, I think Addycon posted
1: a video. It was like five days into the league, you already had full max mage
2: yeah
1: like, <laughs> like what the hell it's,
2: it's not even been a week it's yet. Just, it's interesting to to watch some streams and see everyone's different progress and different routes and all this kind of stuff but yeah i've not been uh i've really been interested in jumping into myself
1: yeah i'm with you there it's i almost wish i could get involved in it because it, it it is really exciting and a ton of players come back and everyone's choosing their own paths and stuff and it seems fun but f- i think i'm with you yeah. where like I can't get over the fact that this all gets deleted. So every grind I'm doing, it's just like, why am I doing this? Like, it's a, like if, you know, if, if a grind takes more than, like, 30 minutes, I'm just like, if I'm sitting here for hours on end and this is all going to get wiped, like, knowingly, yeah. like, oh, my God,
2: it's just it's painful. It's, it's definitely great for the the game and the community as a whole. I mean, the, the player numbers have been huge. And I can see it being great for, a, like, a new or a returning player because they can, you know, get to this end game and try all the the latest content or maybe yeah like content that they've just not played on their normal account just because you know it takes so long to get there so so like it's it's really good that they have this opportunity to you know zoom to the end game and try it all out do you worry at all about some of
1: these relics and some of these perks being very fun for these players that they want them to come into the main game do you ever like fear of but my fear is the stackable clue scrolls I've, that has been an ongoing discussion for years since leagues one came out yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I guess the the real fear is do we do we trust JX not to like cave to the demand of all these players who are like they've only experienced league and they're going to have like a strong voice because there is so many of them I guess we just hope that you know they know what's going to be good for the game and don't don't you know listen to all these people are saying to put stackable clue, clue scrolls in the game or add any of these broken powers even in like a watered down version yeah now that's
1: it really just comes down to like having an honest conversation about like you know what makes this game balanced what makes this game fun long term introducing things that are just broken it just we can see we've we've seen in the past things being introduced that are broken and it just negatively affects the game so yeah but yeah you're yeah. right it would i don't know like it it's a good thing that they do leagues consistently. I think that's, like, what's important is, like, continually giving people, like, a yearly or, you know, bi-yearly experience of this kind of broken stuff. Because a lot of people yeah. now, not, not like, the majority, but there is a significant portion of players that only come back for leagues now. Because it's, like, the, yeah. how it fits in their lifestyle, so... Um, yeah, I think it's going to be here for for good, which I I actually do like. It's just I wish I wish
2: again, as I said, I wish I could enjoy it. I just end up yeah, like. But then the it would be if if it did give you some kind of reward that was more than cosmetic, then I think that would be uh slightly negative on the game experience, probably, because <laughs> yep. then you'd, you'd you'd feel forced to go and play it at that point. Yeah, which isn't isn't a good uh, gameplay
1: yeah they've done a great job with just keeping it cosmetic and the cosmetics yeah. don't get me wrong they're very enticing like it would be cool to upgrade my bulwark to a fucking yeah. din's or a inferno shield but i'm literally just not willing to put in the time just to go do no. that <laughs> yeah. plus there's like other things i'd want to get as well so i'm just gonna keep myself unkitted i guess for the most part
2: um yeah maybe eventually there'll be so many things you want to get that you'll you'll feel like you know if you go and play one league you'll amass of the points to get them all maybe maybe there'll be some point where you feel motivated to go and do it yeah no no that's what i've been kind of hoping
1: for like and the thing is is leagues leagues is so open-ended like yeah we've kind of i guess sort of pigeonholed ourselves into this idea that leagues needs to be this Iron Man mode that's competitive and there's areas that you select. It seems like that is the course that most people like. But leagues, in my opinion, is just having a private server for a couple months and like you could do some crazy things with that that has nothing to do with previous leagues. Like, um, I don't know. I've just, uh, one of the stupidest things I thought of like years back was this, like a Benjamin Button mode where you start off on Tutorial Island Maxed and you have to work your way down, and uh, so it's it's a fucking masochistic mode. But at the same time, there <laughs> would be some strategy involved in like uh-huh. getting all down. If, to if one. it was a
2: a competition or a race or something like uh like Path Path of Exile have their leagues, and then you know they have like these races dotted throughout the league. I think, and uh, so yeah, it could could be some kind of interesting challenge on like along those kind of lines where. Yeah, you got to drop from max to zero as quickly as you can, and it could only be like a a few days thing or something. Yeah, it's just it's pretty much just like
1: when as soon as somebody finishes, it just kind of wraps up. And (laughs) these don't even have to be you know quote unquote leagues; they just have to be temporary game modes that get the community involved and get you know people brainstorming and you know the tons of content behind it. A bit like King of the Skill. Yeah, I loved King of the Skill. I loved watching that and like, Yeah. yeah
2: that stuff's really fascinating I, I, to me. I I did uh, I did play I did uh, an account that just did farming. Basically just grinded up that tide farm and then uh grapes. But I think my my farming method must have been uh, inferior because I only ended up uh well, I I don't think I ended up in the top positions. RIP. It was it was good fun though. It was interesting to, like strategizing and that kind of stuff though. Yeah. The the most
1: interesting for sure were the people trying to go for overall levels. Because that takes so much strategy. When it comes to just getting yeah. one, you know, ninety nine as far up in XP as you can, that's a very simple task to do. But yeah, yeah, just seeing like Wooks and Bodie up there with just trying to. Cut. Did Wooks end up winning that? By the way, I can't even remember that first King of the Skill.
2: Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's that. I'm, I'm sure he definitely landed high up there, though. Mm-hmm. That was a really
1: uh, fun thing, and I wish they would do more of that. Just these very sort of like yeah. out of the, just out of the ordinary completely. Just something that's it's almost like you get a week that or, you know maybe like a month prior they they say something about it like we're gonna release this new thing that we're not gonna talk much about we're gonna give little teasers like they did for this uh, this uh, recent league and then you just jump in and people are like blind to it and you just kind of go at it. I think that would be really fun. That's kind of what they that's the thing they do with dead man modes nowadays like i'm not interested in playing dead man modes but i still enjoy watching it here and there when they just try to shake things up enough so it doesn't ever feel stale so
2: that's yeah maybe there wasn't enough uh interaction with king of the skill or something otherwise i imagine they they would have done another one or maybe maybe it's just like too much development time to make the service who knows it's probably just
1: not as popular that's gotta kind of be it yeah and now they've found something that's really, really popular, and it seems like it'll be very popular for years to come. So, there's yeah, not we really found much the sweet incentive. spot with leagues. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Although I will say, leagues probably take so much goddamn development time. Like, the, I bet. Yeah. God, I, I'm just like looking at this game mode, and like, for uh, there's bugs. Don't get me wrong, but that's expected. Like this, you've completely revolutionized the game, and there's so many different yeah. paths you can make, and you
2: kind of, kind of got to balance it somewhat. Not only does the development time take a really long time, but I I imagine they must spend a lot of time with the balancing as well, yeah. Yeah, it's... Especially for the the league point, you know, competitiveness of it. Totally. I mean,
1: just coding in all the tasks you can possibly do is just absurd. Like, that task, that workload alone is just nuts. Just getting all that, you know, coded in, and, and then the restriction of areas and trying to, you know... Like the clue scrolls was a huge thing as well because they made it so, you know, clue scrolls are restricted to your areas. So I can't even imagine the coding with just like who who the, who, what are the devs that are going into every combination of areas that you could possibly have and then making it so you can't have clue scroll steps that don't qualify in your areas, including like emote steps that involves certain items that aren't like that. That's insane. That's just like so much work and somehow they do it. So, yeah.
2: Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's something you can look at in the near future. Get one of the, uh, one of the league's devs in the cast. I know. I really want to, I I want to talk to them about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For sure. It's, it's crazy how much they've done this league, especially they went like above and beyond with it. So, Um, It makes sense to, so um, I guess we'll briefly talk about forestry as well. Just, I think part of the reason they uh, just never had the betas going on is because they really wanted to get it into leagues, you know? So I I think leagues was a big factor in them not having the betas and just other updates really being pushed out as quickly as possible just to get them involved in leagues as soon as possible, so um yeah what are your thoughts I mean, on forestry I, by the way
2: uh i'm i'm not a fan of it. it it might be another one of those uh worst updates alongside the, the worldy the altar i mean i have interacted with it i did it just enough to get the uh the log basket so so when i'm chopping redwoods i can afk that for a bit longer um yeah i i First off, tried to uh, you know do some bank scaling and then teleport in when an event was announced in a in a French chat, and maybe I was doing it wrong, but I arrived and like the event was like nearly finished. I was too late to gain much for reward, so I ended up just uh, AFKing magic trees pretty much for about four or five hours while I did the events that spawned and and uh, got the anima, which I guess wasn't very efficient at all, but yeah maybe uh maybe i need to refine my strategy on that one <laughs> so uh, what, uh,
1: are there like specific things you don't enjoy about it
2: yeah so it's it's kind of totally reworked the whole working skill really like i'm not really a fan of the static timers on the the trees but obviously i'm gonna i'm gonna use them now that they're like now now you know you can get a guaranteed four and a half minute afk on a redwood tree that's pretty uh Pretty strong because you can, you know, go away, do something, come back after the four and a half minutes, and just restart the action. I mean, a lot, a lot of the activities, like a, a lot of AFK activities in game, are like that, like where you have like a static timer, like uh bail or Garamboans, ones, uh, where you know you can kind of AFK for so long and know when to come back, but then. There are activities like barb fishing where you can go AFK and it's it's not a static time and you might end up going back and you've been, you know, idling the whole time. But redwood used to be something like that where it was, uh, you know, you could could come back to be idling the whole time. But now you know that as long as you clicked on a fresh tree, you're going to be there chopping for four and a half minutes, which I think is a bit kind of uh, busted in my opinion, but. See, I That's actually think is. that
1: was one of the good things about it. Because I'm actually... Even though, yes, it's a it's straight-up buff. Um, yeah. I actually generally like consistency. I think the annoyances, especially, like... And I have barely done any Zea room crafting. But that, that style of um, game loop where, like, you're mining the dense essence. And at any point, it can just fucking go away. Like, there's no visual. Like, you know, it would almost be different if you could kind of tell when the bark is getting low and so you have some sort of visual or some sort of thing that's like okay this is this is depleting faster and then you could have you know um like a a a diverse timer that's you know you know maybe it's 30 seconds maybe it's five minutes but there's a visual that's kind of telling you how you know long this is going to be but when it's literally just completely random i actually end up thinking that's more of an annoyance than a a nice feature that's You know, and again, it's like it is a straight up buff, but I actually think that's the way to go for AFK, you know, quote unquote AFK skilling is to just make it consistent somewhat, but don't make it go above like a five minute thing. I think keeping it in a, you know, one to four minutes is
2: appropriate. But personally, I think if you're doing an AFK activity, it should just be like a lower effort, but you should still have to. Pay attention and know, like when, when, when you need to click again, and be ready to click again.
1: Uh, what, are like, on, yeah. what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on on fishing? Like, do it, do you think that's appropriate? Like when it was first released? I mean, obviously it's been in
2: the game for for ages, but. Oh well, the the way it works now is a it's a bug, right? How the fishing spot just won't move after it moves to the, the, the fixed location.
1: Yeah, I think that was uh discovered like that yeah there was a that,
2: that wasn't meant to be um uh i' am not sure how I feel about it I've not used it too much uh I guess now that the the redwood thing is in the game like now there is like a static timer on other AFKs, and it's not too bad having multiple a f k static timers uh yeah, I think it would have been better to keep it moving around though, like like how you know, barbarian fishing works, because you can you can literally just go there and I guess it takes like three minutes to fill up the barrel. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm I'm not I'm just not a fan of these static timers that you know exactly how long you can AFK for. I mean, you could walk down the you could you know walk out your room and walk around the house, anything like that, and come back and know roughly how far you've progressed through the the gathering activity. That's fair. I I definitely understand both points of view
1: for sure. And they are making changes to that stuff, which I can – you're right. Like, it's not classic RuneScape. Like, when I think of, you know, just old school RuneScape, yeah, almost every activity, things are moving. Like, you can never know, you know, when your resource is going to be gone. But, yeah, I don't know. I think – I think this move is not an unhealthy move that they're deciding to do. I think it's actually good, especially with the current player base that clearly like we're all entering our thirties at this point <laughs> and like, we're not just stuck in college all day. So like I obviously have like a unique lifestyle where I, I just can play out this game all day if I wanted to, but um, yeah. I, I can understand other people's points of view where they just want to have a consistent AFK and I don't think it's the worst thing
2: yeah I, I definitely take advantage of it like uh when when i go to the gym now i'll definitely be at redwoods and i, I know roughly how long i've got before, like i can just you know lock my phone or go onto a different tab or something and know exactly how long before i need to go back and click again to keep up with chopping so yeah I, even though even though i'm not a fan of it i'm definitely going to be making use of it yeah you gotta you got it with the, especially with your playstyle, you have to take advantage of everything yeah before before I had the, obviously I was using a crystal pickaxe in Volcanic Mine, and now that the tool seed is freed up, I've got the, the axe, the log basket, so beforehand I was doing uh, Nightmare Zone while I was in the gym, but with, with this static timer it's definitely a lot easier to to do something like that when, you know, out and about, out of the house. Totally um
1: i'm actually well i'll I'll finish up with forestry real quick i'm glad that they did make the announcement that they are getting rid of all the random currencies from forestry just the random
2: fucking items that came from forestry part two (laughs) i noticed there was a whole lot like bolo's gathering my animal for the uh for the for the log basket i noticed there was a whole lot of crap in my inventory that i didn't even know what it was or what it was doing i just had to i had to google search for everything like what are these feathers i'm getting I know. and then uh just ended up dropping most of the stuff
1: it's just like what are you guys doing like oh my god like the whole update yeah. just bothers me it really does like there's there was it, there was good things about it which is just being able to chop with people i think that was cool that you're not getting punished for chopping with people but like what the <laughs> fuck is up with all these random events just non-stop spawning and there's nothing to do with
2: wood cutting yeah, they just crammed as many, uh, as as many collection log slots that they could into one bad update. I'm so bothered by
1: it, and the the fear is that people on Reddit, especially, like the update. But my fear yeah. is that they don't actually like the update, or they do like the update, but they would have liked any garbage that would have come out. Like you could have introduced sulfur mining and have it have random events and fucking. Collection logs and people would have, and as long as it's better XP, people would have enjoyed it.
2: That's, yeah. but then, yeah, there's there's also just like uh, engagement like metrics, right? If Jagex yeah. sees anyone engaging with it, they think, Oh, yeah, we've, we've done good and made a good update here. Oh my God, like, That's I, the... I engage with the content, but it doesn't mean I liked it. I don't mean it doesn't mean I uh, approve of it being there. And a lot of people who like, like the, the current trend seems to be collection, collection log like, uh, focused gameplay i mean a lot lot of these people are going to be doing that as well but i'm sure they don't want to be doing it
1: that's exactly what it is i mean it's the same thing with giants foundry i i see no there's very very little that giants foundry offers that's actually good quality gameplay and it comes out and of course you know within five hours you've unlocked 10 collection logs or whatever the hell so people just, yeah. you know, participate in the first bit. Like, ooh, I'm getting that dopamine. I'm getting a collection log. Like, this wasn't so bad. I got 10 new collection logs or whatever the hell it gives. And it's like, like the, if there was no, if the XP was halved, let's imagine. Well, first of all, the XP is just busted. So it, you, as an Iron Man you almost feel obligated to do Giant's Foundry, um, you know, if you're just looking to maximize the bars you have. It's yeah. so good. It's- it's it's definitely good for your
2: poor as well. Like exactly. if you haven't got the
1: money for blast fairness, it's it's really busted. So there is that kind of feeling of, um, and, and, you know, and if you don't like shopscaping, you know, if you don't want to, yeah, do all that, so, yeah. But at the same time, like so, so if it didn't have that perk and it didn't have collection logs, like I don't feel like anybody would have enjoyed that but because it's kind of it's it's hidden almost it's like you're getting all these things that are masking what the actual product is and when you do giant's foundry for longer than the collection logs are offered it's just like what is this like this is this is the worst i personally hate that i know it's subjective it's a subjective take and i've talked about it for a long time but it's just one of those things where like people will say they enjoy it cuz they don't know how much better it could have been and they would have enjoyed anything as long as it has collection logs and some super busted xp rate to it yeah yeah um i wanted to also just ask like what is your lifestyle like as a 200 mil all mindset player i mean you mentioned you go to the gym um what is like your average day look like when uh
2: when you're gaming um uh... So, yeah, when I'm gaming um, I don't have many uh, I, when, I'm, when I'm at home I don't have many uh, responsibilities, so most of my day is freed up uh, Yeah, I go to the gym, I eat well uh, That's what I focus on, really uh, So, you know, I'm, I consider myself to be healthy but then I also play a lot of hours um, and then to kind of well, I'll say balance it, but it's kind of like the the polar opposite when I'm working. I'm I'm basically like never playing. I don't have the opportunity to play, so I'll be, you know, traveling and working and, yeah, kind of, it's it's good to like have a, a break, I suppose, from the grinding. If you like don't if, mind if, me if asking. My... Oh, yeah, go for it. I was going to ask if, if where you look... work, <laughs> but yeah, you finish your thought. Yeah, if you, if, if you look at my account progress, you'll see there's a lot of times where I've got Short periods of like high XP or E H B gain, and then a loss of loss of uh, flatlines. So it's it's definitely not because I'm uh, burnt out or anything. It's just natural fluctuations with my lifestyle. Um, my work, I am a, a freelance poker dealer, so I travel around the U K and Europe, dealing uh, different festivals and tours for poker companies. Damn. Do you enjoy uh, yeah, it? It's... How long have you been doing that? Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's great to get the opportunity to travel, and you meet lots, lots of interesting people. And...
1: <laughs> Definitely interesting, for sure. Yeah,
2: uh, I've been doing it for the past almost seven years now. So before then, I was working in a casino as a poker dealer, and then left. And uh, I've been yeah freelance since since that time.
1: Do you still enjoy it after uh, seven... Like, do you enjoy it more than when you first started? Is that like a... Because I'm I, you do have to travel a lot. Is that something you like? Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I do enjoy traveling. Okay, And then even, even like around some events, I might go and travel somewhere else. Like, for example, earlier this year, I had the opportunity to go and deal in the Bahamas. And around that, I made uh, some plans to stop around um, the US. So... Damn. Yeah, it's, it's good that it gives you the opportunity to travel and then to, you know, further that with, you know, you can extend your trip in one location or maybe bounce to another location. So as a poker dealer, you get
1: tipped, right? From some of the players sometimes? Or is this more like a... I'm just expecting... I guess I'm thinking of like a casino. I guess if they're like actual tournaments, there's not that, that expectation. Have you gotten any like crazy experiences with people and uh, i don't know i'm just I, I don't even really understand the lifestyle uh, hardly but like do you have any interesting stories in the past seven years of just
2: doing that um i don't have any many wild stories uh yeah you, you you definitely get tips like uh that can make up a, a quite a large portion of your pay sometimes uh a lot of the time it's kind of um you get some kind of hourly rate provided by the company you're working for, or some kind of uh, wage made up by prize board deductions. So uh, yeah, the the pay is good, the pay is fair. All happy with that, and tips are always nice, but not you know not expected or not uh, mandatory by any means. Have you ever had any like mess ups <laughs> when it comes to dealing? Um, usually most of the mess-ups you make can be, like, fixed. Like, like, yeah, I've messed up a few times, but, you know, nothing significant or nothing that somebody's been, you know, super upset about. Yeah. Yeah. There's always, like, some... Usually, there's some fair way of correcting a, a mistake. When did you... How did you even get into this? Uh, so... About... Ten and a half years ago, my, my father introduced me to the game and I got quite interested with in it and uh, studied it a bit, you know, read some books and played a lot. And then when I when I went to university, I was playing it a lot more, playing, playing in the local society games and in the casinos around where I live. And uh figured uh, university wasn't for me. That didn't last very long. And then I, I needed some way to make money and figured because was an interesting buying, I'd, uh interesting i'll be a i'd try out dealing so and what What does it take me. to
1: it become sense. what does it take to become like a dealer do you, is there like a certain um expectations do you have to get like really good at it like how does it what
2: what decides you know if you can be a dealer? Uh, the, the stuff i do now so uh, i do a lot of work with poker stars they do um, like a big big tour across Europe, and they have like uh, pretty high standards for for uh, for their dealers, and it's pretty hard to get in. But uh, they so yeah, you need to have a, a really good understanding of the game, of the rules of the game, and also just having a lot of experience is is kind of the main thing, really. Like uh, having a lot of practice in what you do, and maybe experiencing a lot of situations and knowing how to react to to those interesting that's 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 really cool
1: that's a cool lifestyle i've never heard of any i've never met a person that was a um or like a friend that was a poker dealer that's pretty cool have you yeah is is there any other like um windows of opportunity with that kind of like career path like that you look forward to or is this just something you can see yourself
2: doing for the long haul
0: um
2: i well so far i'm enjoying what i'm doing and happy with what i'm doing the the career progression i suppose would be moving from a dealer to uh like a, a floor person so you know spectating what's going on and bas- basically like uh running tournaments or running you know cash games depending on what's going on where wherever you're dealing so, you'd be, you know, supervising, basically, the, the tables, and if any any disputes came up, then you'd be, uh, you know, called in to make a decision on what would happen. So, I've I've done a, a bit of that stuff, but not too much, so maybe eventually uh, I'll move up into that, but...
1: Is that something you would like time- to do, more than being a dealer? Do you think it's, like... I mean it's probably higher pay but would would that be more interesting to you or is being a dealer like more fun um I th-
2: yeah I, th- I think well uh it'd probably be a lot harder work yeah because obviously uh being a dealer you're just sat down all day you get you know you you don't have to it's not too physically exerting and you get plenty of breaks when when you're when you you know running the show it gets a bit more demanding and Obviously, you're always on your feet all the time, so it's a, it's a bit more, uh, and and obviously you've got more responsibility on you. But yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would enjoy doing something like that as as well, and just as much, I think. Interesting. There, there are some other paths you could take, probably in the industry, where maybe you wouldn't be so uh, so customer facing, like you could, uh, or, or maybe just like not involved in the the poker side of things too much like maybe handling the cash or registrations and this kind of thing uh, so yeah, it's different different routes you can go but for the most part the majority of people working in this job are dealers just because the the uh, the, the number of poker tables that need filling is a lot more than you know, the, the staff that are needed to observe these tables or to to you know fill the other areas of of uh what goes into making a poker event that's cool um okay
1: so kind of transitioning back to runescape i want to ask you like what are your goals for this account now that you've you know you don't have 200 mil mining yet but you have completed your (laughs) long-term goal of vm What, what are you working on right now and um
2: yeah that's the first question i have for you So in the 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 time since I finished that, I kind of did some prep work for Slayer. So um, I I mined all the the topaz I need. So I you know I did three tick mining. That was interesting, a new experience. Uh, Yeah, I don't think I would have been able to do that all the way to 200 mil. Like I was making a lot of mistakes at the start, but kind of got into more of a flow of it as I progressed. Like I did like 25 hours of it to get all the all the gems I need. So, it was definitely an interesting experience, but pretty glad I did Volcanic Mine for all of that XP. Uh, I also had to kill some Zora just to stock up on scales. And, yeah, for the past week or so, I've been slaying. Pretty much just slaying. And, yeah, for the foreseeable future, it's going to be, like, jumping between Slayer and Runecrafting. So, Slayer when I need to get herb seeds, and then Runecrafting when I need to top up my runes to... You know, go back to Slayer. So it's just gonna be bouncing between the two I, I think for a long, long time because these, these skills take, you know, thousands of hours to complete. Slayer and runecrafting definitely aren't, you know, fast skills.
1: And runecrafting you're doing day alt ZMI?
2: Yeah, so I I have like millions of day alt already banked just from like uh mobile time. Like when I when I go and cook or if I you know, if I'm maybe with family or something, I'll just you know have the phone up on the side and mm-hmm. AFK. The stuff is like pretty pretty low
1: intensity and
2: yeah. So when are
1: when are we getting a teleport to, directly to the day out mine? Would you be in favor <laughs> of that, or is that too busted?
2: Uh, I don't think that'd be busted. I guess oh. it could be useful for UIM if somehow they were able to get the essence. Because like, cause they can't use at the right at the moment, right? Because it's converted yep. to... It's sent, like, sent to your bank. Sent to the bank, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it'd be broken. I mean, at the moment, I just use the, the Sepulchre Teleport Crystal, and it's like a 20-second run or something.
1: Yeah, that's what I do. Um, just, I'd rather just be there, though. Makes it a little bit more enticing to do it. Because I haven't mined day alt now for like at least eight months i used to that used yeah. to be my my default kind of like afk but it's just it's something about just that inconvenience of that small run i know it's like not that big of a deal but it's just something that i think it's like a mental block like i'd rather do something at the bank instead
2: yeah maybe when they eventually continue the the quest line in the the vampire area maybe they'll put something in for you then true and
1: fucking fix that master clue step up there on the wall like the fact that you can't just climb up there directly already is just stupid. The third iteration of that quest definitely needs to
2: have some some ah, way yeah. of getting but, up there. That, that's on the that's on the wall around the castle, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. Just I, I can imagine. I, I can imagine the next part of the quest would involve the castle, so <laughs> I, I could imagine there's going to be an easier way to get to the clue step. Yeah, I'd just have to wait a few more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if if it ever comes so
1: why do you choose is there a particular reason why you enjoy kind of doing just a couple skills at once is that just how you've always enjoyed going for 200
2: mils um yeah i like seeing consistent progress in one skill rather than bouncing around i'm not really sure why uh yeah i don't know i don't really have much of an answer for that one interesting but i mean like this
1: this. i was just gonna say like it looks like you still do you know i mean just according to the skills you have yeah like there's some that are still pre 20 mil but it looks like i don't know like uh, well i guess hunters probably all through birdhouses right
2: yeah there's there's some other stuff that just kind of passively gets done or maybe i've i've got to do a bit of that to help with something else you know this kind of thing i see but for the most part you like just to
1: focus on one skill yeah. Or two. For the most, but yeah. Interesting. So what? What? Hey, this is going to take thousands of hours. But what do you think is next? And what do you think would be your last skill you'd want if if we just subtract new skills being added to the game, like sailing and other things? I hadn't even thought that far <laughs> ahead. <laughs> what, what skill, what no skill do you hate the most? Let, let me ask that.
2: Uh. Well, I don't think thieving is a good skill. Like, obviously, my my experience is really high. I don't think the like I don't think it's a good skill though, like how you can just train it by foot pedaling or like with this the squirt thing as well. I guess I've not even like seen it or tried it, but I can imagine from you know doing the summer garden thing years ago it's going to be pretty AFK. Yeah, it's uh, so I'd, it's, it's yeah. AFK. And also like fire making, it's kind of doesn't serve much purpose, and the XP <laughs>
1: rates are super high. And, Oh, have you done any... Bo- is bonfires even, like, anything for efficient Iron Man? Like, I, I actually know. haven't done any of it. I don't
2: actually... I don't think so. I can imagine there are much better things to AFK. Okay. Like, the, the XP rates are so low, right, from burning the logs. Yeah.
1: It's, it's like, is it a uh, third XP? Is that what it is? Or, like, half or
0: something like that? I think
1: it's, like, a third, yeah. Okay. And, and it, I, I actually it haven't done slower? it. Is, uh, is Yeah, is it every four ticks, do you know? Or is it... Is it slower than that? I think it's four tick, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's four tick and half the XP then, or something like that. Yeah, something.
2: Oh, which which skill am I going to finish last? Is an interesting question. Maybe maybe the gatherers, maybe like uh, woodcutting or fishing, because these are the, these are going to be the ones that I'm going to be doing like long term, like zero time as much as I can. Probably doing either redwoods mm-hmm. or uh, five tick barbarian fishing so i can imagine those would be some of the last ones if if i ever got there the last ones to be finished
1: so this is kind of an odd question i don't know if you've thought about this but maybe you have what would you imagine your it, theoretically if you get to 200 mil all what rank do you think you will have achieved if you consistently play as you are right now have you as ever as a hardcore, them? yeah. As, as a hardcore, assuming you don't die, I think probably somewhere around fourth or fifth would be achievable. Okay. Do you? I th- think. Who Who do you think would be above you? Just the people that are already one, two, and three,
2: and four uh, potentially. Yeah. So, obviously, fifth hardcore and would be. <laughs> He's going to be number one. There's kind of no question about that now, yeah. unless, unless he something dies happens something. and he dies. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah.
1: Um,
2: yeah. Farmer looks like he's he's going to finish, but actually, now I think about it, the the ones below him, like I would have thought, I'd probably like if if obviously it's a long time still to go. But Lydia Kenny hasn't been playing much this last year. I mean, uh, they're over anyone... halfway there, right? But
1: is there anyone below them? Do you think that has a shot, or that is motivated to go for two hundred mil all, or
2: really nobody that's going to play more than you? Um, Teela or Tyler? He's kind of been going hard. Like he started playing around the same time I did, and he's ranked twelve at the moment. He's been he's been doing well. I don't think he's been progressing so much recently, but he could get up there. And who knows, maybe there's some players who haven't even started playing yet who are going to... Or maybe aren't even on the radar yet who are going to... Rodney Farber character that comes out of nowhere. Could could be. I mean, it'd be be kind of strange to see this late into the game mode, but it could definitely happen.
1: Would you be interested... If they came out with a new permanent game mode, I don't know what it would be. Would you be interested in playing that?
2: Uh... I think... Well, as I, as I already said, I don't like alting, so really I'm not really... I don't really like playing multiple accounts at once. So... Who knows, maybe I would uh, do something Super AFK on a new game mode that could maybe benefit me if I wanted to, you know, go crazy in it some other time, but it it definitely wouldn't be a focus. I think I, I would want to continue progressing the Arco and like that is... Like I'd be deviating from the long goal, the long-term goal I'd set for myself if I did that.
1: I see. Cool. I'm, uh, I'm
2: fairly committed to this. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> to that's, this one account. Yeah.
1: That's cool. I, I mean, I'm very committed to my own account as well. Um, just overall play style. By the way, I know this is even longer than asking like what last skill you would do, but like, do you have any motivation for PVMing or collection logging or clue scroll
2: hunting or any of that? Uh not really because if if I was trying to maintain you know the status, then there would be some serious like bottlenecks in in progressing with that. I think if I was to do that, I would do it on another account, a separate account, maybe sometime, like if I still wanted to play after two hundred ball all and if I reached that then maybe I would play a different iron account and go for those kind of goals but who knows that the state of the game could be very different. That's true. You know, at that point in time. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess my real question was
1: just like, if you're even interested in that, like, so you, you can actually see yourself being interested in collection logging, but just not I'm right now. Interested in,
2: your goal. I'm interested in following other people's adventures with that, but I'm not so interested personally now. Okay. You know,
1: what's about, like imp- sorry, I just interrupted. Uh, I was <laughs> just going to say, um, Hey Jace, I think, is one of those players that just fascinates me because, like, beyond getting 200 mil all, now he's like actively doing collection logging. And it seems like it seems odd for a skiller to get so into collection logging in a sense. I guess he is really just a completionist player in a sense, but I don't know.
2: Yeah. I I have been watching him a lot the past uh, year or so. And yeah, it's uh, impressive. His you know dedication to that grind like how many how much time he spends on stream doing all the completionist content and then also like all the time he must spend off stream yeah. preparing like caskets and all this kind of stuff tons and tons of time yeah he's a super
1: super long-term player that's just been hella consistent i was yeah i, I don't know if you know and i don't really know particularly i don't think iron playing that much he's actually dominating on leagues right now he's top 10 in leagues which is I always find fascinating. I, I would fucking love it if Ironhiger got rank one leagues and league points. But I was hoping that he would become like super, super collection log Iron Man focused in a selfish sense. Like I would have loved that kind of sort of like I'm not really competing, but I would love love to have seen the competition, like how far Ironhiger can take his account. But it doesn't look like he plays as much anymore. I don't know if you
2: know any differently. Um, I do kind of check up on it sometimes. Like he he was making some progress on the uh, the collection log website with the with with stuff, but I don't think he. I I don't know. I don't think he's gone as hard as it as uh, with it as he did with the uh, the 200 mil org grind. Yeah. Like uh, I I don't know much about about him at all like anymore. Like as soon as as soon as he hit 200 mil log, the first thing he did was leave the clan, pretty much leave Olympus. Really. <laughs> yeah so I was already gone by then but so what did
1: why was that just just done with no, the stealing arc just like i'm out of I here guess so. yeah. dude, he was he was such a big contributor to all of that like the spreadsheets and the ehp yeah. stuff and just everything that's crazy yeah he's fascinating yeah, was... like i always think those like mysterious players are very fascinating like lynx titan as well just like who are you dude just fucking beat everyone and then just dip
2: just like nah, i feel like fuck you guys no closure just <laughs> i'm the best yeah it would be interesting to see how uh how Iron Man metas like evolve now that he's not there because like obviously he was like mapping out all the the finer details of everything yeah he, uh, he went crazy yeah i know that papi has you know made uh a, a new edit to his EHP spreadsheets with like latest rates and some other stuff, so at least somebody's like picking up that torch and carrying it on, which is good to see. That's cool. Um what uh, do you have any
1: plans on uh streaming consistently? Or is that just not something nah. on
2: the table? No. Nah. Uh not really interested with that no back in twenty seventeen, I was streaming a lot, and that was uh, while I was raiding a lot as well. And I feel like with the the raiding, I was focusing on that a lot more than uh, than I was like on the whole. You know, running a stream and talking to people and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I feel like when you're when you're just skilling, it's kind of like uh, you you kind of need something, I and mean, you need need more. Um, mental stimulation you know you can't just you can't just, yeah. you can't just sit do there. the that's, skilling yeah. yeah for sure you, I, like I, I would want to watch a stream or be listening to music or doing something other than you know focusing on waiting for someone to speak in chat and uh yeah i don't know it's, yeah that's fair i do didn't you, find it too too entertaining
1: do you have a youtube do you like have you ever thought of like making progress
2: series mm, no no interest in that really I mean there's there's not really much progress I'm making, I suppose, especially when you're just slogging out one skill at a time. But that's the beauty. The progress. Be like, yeah. You could be like
1: Zulo and just upload like every two years when you get a new two hundred mil. <laughs> just yeah. Here you go. I guess,
2: I guess if anyone wants to follow the progress <laughs> they just fire up temple and know, have a look at recent progress, yeah.
1: That's cool. So you're just a truly dedicated gamer. I, I respect it. Nothing nothing more to it than just The grind for the grind um Um, thanks yeah no i i always love these like skiller casts because uh i i I don't get them often i've been definitely focused on more content creators being on the cast and other people pvmers and stuff but the occasional skilling cast i get always gives me that kind of like throwback vibes because i can understand the skilling side of the game where some people are some people just literally cannot understand why anybody would want a skill but i can i can see the enjoyment so i always appreciate it um okay i uh we'll kind of wrap things up but i want to ask you for uh three shout outs maybe players in the community or any content creators or what
2: whatnot uh yeah. okay you put me on the spot a bit there. yeah i did uh- <laughs> i did <laughs> uh i don't know really uh Let's give a shout out to Fat Clouds. I don't know. He he hasn't Fuck, played yeah. I'll, I'll type labor, a one for that. You know? I'll type a one yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was always motivating to watch and uh you know I hope he's hope he's doing well. Uh let's give a shout out to Dave, Uncle Dave. Who else should we go with? Uh let's let's give a, a shout out to uh the master as uh, I kind of threw some dirt on him with the uh the cfix thing earlier the cfix video but you know he, he does a great job for the vm discord and respect to him <laughs> hell yeah okay uh
1: adam thank you for coming on today this is actually like really enjoyable for me i'm glad we could fit you in and uh glad we could talk some runescape i wish you the best of luck on your grinds is there any um outlet you do you want me to like link your twitter and Twi- i I, yeah. I guess you don't really stream often but
2: would you want your twitch link just in case or just your twitter nah, there's no point in the twitch and even okay. even twitter i'm not posting but uh, updating that often but yeah you can include that
1: okay perfect um thank you again for, uh, for those still listening if you guys want to support the cast down in the description there's a patreon link as well as a youtube membership link where you can uh, pledge for two dollars a month for support and also go follow one false step he's not active but you can at least uh, know where where he is and what he's doing uh, on his twitter potentially and thank Maybe. you again <laughs> yeah thanks for having time. me glad
2: you enjoyed it You're awesome welcome.
1: thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you in the next one peace where's that dust coming from